Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Come Play Podcast, episode 23. Uh, right now, it's just me and Bobby, but later, Brendy will be joining us, uh, or will be joining me for some soccer talk, but for now, just me and Bobby. What's up, dude? Hey, man, what's up? So, uh, little. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a weird episode. Zach is also not here. He is day-to-day with an upper body injury. Uh, as reported <laughs> on our Twitter at Complain Network uh, by our boy Brendy, uh, with uh, per Brendy per sources per, per, per sources. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we kind of have a weird one because a lot of the stuff is going to be cut this week. You know, Zach saw it of the week, Zach track of the week, and in case you missed it, all going to be out. Uh, and our usual big two topics is just going to be one this week because there's a shit ton to cover for the NFL. So we will do that. Um, and then, uh, me and Bobby would do two quick picks here and, uh, and, uh, me and Brandy would do the other few later. Uh, and which, you won't even notice, which you won't even know. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we will start off here, uh, with big news. I know for you, especially, um, being a big Halo fan, uh, Halo Master Chief Collection, um, coming to PC. Uh, that including uh, Halo Reach, yep. which is also coming to the uh, to the Xbox version as well. Yep. Uh, so you know this is big news, especially because like you know I was under the impression um, for you know the longest time when like Halo was I- I'm not gonna say like Halo is not necessarily like down now, but like I feel like a few years ago it was like very popular at mm-hmm. least within like our friend group and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And um, it just kind of seemed to die down. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the hype is kind of, like, back for it. And, uh, I mean, this helps it. And, you know, I always thought that it was only going to be an Xbox exclusive. But here we are coming to PC, so. Yeah, I mean, Halo 3 is my favorite video game of all time. I mean, there is no game that... Um, there there were so many... I, I swear to God, dude, we would spend hours, hours, yeah. every night after school playing this goddamn game and yeah. for us it wasn't even just going into you know matchmaking and, and playing something we were playing these ridiculous custom games that a lot of our friends either created or found like yeah. jaws was a big one which um was basically that you had these i forget what map it was but you were in the water and there was these poles set up and you were on top of the poles and then one person was uh jaws and he was on the ground in the in like waiting in the water and he basically had like full speed and and everything like that and like a, a sword while the other guys had shotguns and he had to knock you down off the pole and then try and kill you and try and kill as many people as he can um games like that and games like ice cream man <laughs> yeah <clears throat> uh, that was my favorite um but- I, I mean those are like my favorite times on halo like i mean like everything was cool like like multiplayer and stuff like that but like actually playing with the friends also you know um trying to i I can't remember the map names but yeah like the glitches you would find like the jaws map like there was so many glitches on that map and it was just like trying to find them and exploit (laughs) yep um was uh was something i know my girlfriend is really into halo and uh I, told, yeah. I mean, the big she doesn't play PC, but um, right, you know, with Halo Reach coming to the Master Chief Collection, but I mean, yeah, it's just like I know for I kind of joined the game late because like my mm-hmm. first Halo game was Halo Three, yeah, 
Um, and I, I didn't really, I, I, you know, I played a little bit after that, but not much. But uh, I mean, it's always been like a very popular game. Um, yeah, I had Halo One when I was like in actually, grade school still. Yeah, my my dad had Halo One, and, and I think I remember playing it. Maybe like that was for the original Xbox, and I remember playing it maybe a, a handful of times, but I, I don't really remember like anything about it. Right, like, I I couldn't really tell you what happened in the game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I, I had Halo One for for PC. Actually, I still have it. Um. And I, I play, would play back in the day. Um, I don't think I ever finished it back then. I just I kept playing this first mission over and over because it was so weird. Um, and then I had the original Xbox where I had Halo 2. And me and my uncle were really into that game for a long time. Like we, Every time I'd go over his house or he'd come over to my house, we uh, would face each other one-on-one. Um, I remember the one time we were, in a, we were in a heated gun battle. I'm almost dead. So you know what I do is I turn around and I get into a ghost and I run him over. <laughs> and and we made it a rule like no vehicles after that. So I mean, he would fight one on one. Halo three for the three sixty. Um, obviously, uh, played a bunch of that. Not much to be said there. And then Halo four for a three sixty. Or I'm sorry, Halo Reach was next, which I got the night of like the night after. Wait, was that is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because I I remember I was I, I turned it on like. And played it the like uh, like a couple hours before I had to go to school that day. I was so excited to play again. I mean, it was an okay game. I never finished again. Never finished the campaign, but and it was a weird game at the time. I didn't I didn't think it was amazing, but I thought it was pretty decent. It was fun to play. And then Halo Four and a lot of the, and I really liked Halo Four because they did a lot of changes. They added sprint to the game and a whole lot of new weapons and everything. I really liked Halo Four. I wish I put a little more time to that game than I did, but it, it was really fun. What I want to do is with MCC is I want to um, play through all the campaigns at some point, just back to back to back to back. Uh, I might do that, especially with Reach coming in now. I might do that again. And then Halo 5 Guardians, I'd never got. Um, it was released, I think, in 2015, 2016. Uh, never got it. Um, I'm not sure what the consensus is on the game. Uh, but it, it's been basically all those games I mentioned never were on PC. Halo 1 was on PC. So it's been a long time since uh come to PC. My thought process is, well, my thought process would be is that is like, well, yeah, because Microsoft is starting to link Xbox and PC gaming. Like, look at Sea of Thieves, which you can, um, if you buy on PC, you can buy or you have on Xbox too. It's it's they've been doing that recently, um, but it's been a while. I'm just really surprised that it's a Steam release. That's the surprising thing to me. Yeah. And then so, um. I've the 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 rest of the story about how they're doing this. So, with the release of MCC on PC, they're actually going to release it in a staggered schedule, starting with Halo Reach and then moving its way up from Halo One through Halo Three and Halo Three ODST to Halo Four, and then that'll be the MCC on PC. So there's that, and um, oh, uh, Reach will be added to Xbox One uh, MCC if you already have it, which I do. So. I'll be excited to jump back into that again and probably play some games. It's been a long time to play some Halo. Um, yeah. I, I I was pretty decent at the game. Um, yeah, I I love that series, man. Just absolutely love the series. I'm excited. I might I might buy it for PC. We'll see. Um, it'll it'll be interesting. To see. Yeah, I like I said, I didn't. I was not in the Halo like everybody. Like I, you know, I only really played with friends. Like I wasn't right. like going out of my way to play a campaign and stuff like that. But like. Right. You know, the what I did play it was always fun. Um, 
Man, yeah, I, I definitely miss those days though. Of, like, hey, yeah, let's man. the custom game. Like, I, I, I feel like we talk about it so much. Like, but like that really was like the best times. Like, mm. just going on and 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 playing. Like, because we had a lot of friends that like we really didn't talk to like a whole lot. But like right. then we'd get on Halo with them, and like we'd always. We'd always play. So. I didn't know one would say a thing in school. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> nope, never happens. It, it'd be like seven or eight of us at a party. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and the good, ridiculous. The good old days where Xbox parties were flawless. The Xbox oh, 360 parties. <laughs> That's a man. It's, I, I man, Xbox. As soon as the Xbox One came out, is where gaming died <laughs> for me. It sucks. I know. Uh, like, I mean, it was supposed to be the opposite, but. I mean, listen, we play a lot of games together now. I mean, it's, you know, it's just the 360. It was always, okay, who's on? Like, yeah, and like everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was and like once the one came people... out, no one really stuck around. Yeah. Um, you know, the, basically the only parties I get into for Xbox One now are with uh, really these guys, Tyler, Brendy, and Zach. That's really all I get into a party with yeah. anymore. And then sometimes, uh, some some of our SOs, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, that's, I agree with that though. But um, Weird. yeah, the the other quick pick that me and Bobby are going to discuss today is also video game related. So Battlefield Five and Battlefield in general are hopping on the train um, of <laughs> the battle royale as they're coming out with their battle royale game um, called Firestorm uh, that is set to release on March twenty fifth. Uh, for uh, the you know Xbox One, PC, uh, and PS4, all of them. Mm. Uh, so I will admit I have not. I don't have Battlefield Five. I, no, I do, do I. The, the last the last Battlefield I have is Battlefield One, which I enjoyed. But like for me, like Battlefield games are a little bit like I'll play it for like a week and then I kind of get bored of it. Like yeah. I just I can't like stay with it. Also, like I just feel like. A lot, like nobody really has it so like again i yeah. I, 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 I like i don't really like playing multiplayer games like by myself like i mean I'll, I'll do it at some point but like you know if i'm getting on xbox by myself like i'm usually playing like a story mode or something mm-hmm. um but that's kind of the main reason for battlefield 5 but like or you know battlefield in general but yeah like i said i haven't gotten battlefield 5 um, but it's just from what i'm reading and this is from GameSpot, it looks like it's just basically like um like another content release basically like almost like a dlc uh and this is kind of this is what's coming with it i think it'll um, be free I'm, I'm sure it'll be free though right I, I, that i'm trying to figure out um i uh, i believe so is uh, it available to all players on march 25th yeah i i believe so like i said i think yeah. it's kind of it, it's basically just like you know a uh, uh content update um and like i said that should be free for everybody uh, but mm-hmm. the trailer was really the uh, you know basically the reveal trailer was released. Uh, me and Bobby just watched it, so it's the most self-aware trailer I've ever seen, by the way, because it was yeah. it literally starts off with everybody like falling, you know, from the sky, typical battle royale style, and then two gr- it's two groups of four. One goes into one house, one goes in the other. The the first group on the right lights up the second house, and then. All of a sudden, you see just a flare pop out of the other one because that's all they were picked up on the inside. So this this is a very self aware battle royale. Yeah. Now, this is kind of a uh, again. This is articles from Gamespot, and 
this is, I guess at this point, a speculation, but not really um, with the video that was played. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a solo, duo, and squads options. And it'll um, be 64 players, I think. Yeah, uh, 60, it, it looks like it's going to support 64 players. Okay. Um, so, so, yeah, you know, there, there's... It, I mean, I mean, to last, you have to put in these type of modes now, man. Yeah. What's well, I just about to say? Can you really blame them? No, like, it, you. That's the thing, and because I mean, I've been critical on the show about battle royale game modes, right? I just think, I mean, personally, I just think they're they're the concept was cool, but it's so overdone now. Um, I just don't find any fun in it, especially playing by myself. Like, it's one thing if I hop on with you guys and we're playing like Fortnite or something like that every once in a while, which I haven't played in months, by the way, and mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, I mean that that's that, that's fun, but to me, I'm not dying really to get better at any of these games. Like it's yeah. just, I I just don't have that drive for this type of game. So I don't even have Battlefield Five, and this is not really going to make me buy Battlefield Five at all. Um, to each their own. Um, it does look cool. The trailer gives it, uh, makes it look really cool, especially since they're apparently adding vehicles into this, uh, including helicopters, tanks, and tractors for because why not um but yeah there there were some helicopters and tanks in there so that gets really interesting this is supposed to be like so this is uh basically PUBG with vehicle with better vehicles basically so is what this let, seems to be let me ask you this question like are we okay. coming to a point where like there's an oversaturation of battle royale because like you think about it you've got you know Fortnite you've got now Apex mm-hmm. Legends you've got uh blackout this is coming PUBG, like is like and and to be honest like i don't know if that's ever like if it's gonna stop because like i feel like they're you know if it if it continues to work they're gonna keep making it like is there i don't know i almost feel like at some point there's got to be like an oversaturation of this i mean it it there always will be but um part of it's because of of um I mean, gaming's been basically exploded in in recent years. Um, anybody can make a game at this point, um, and there's certain concepts that a lot of people just seem to like. And in this case, it's battle royale. Um, with so looking back to you know we, the games that are currently still, or I guess in the the official battle royale timeline, uh, starts with H1Z1, goes mm-hmm. to PUBG. Uh, goes to Fortnite, goes to uh, Blackout, goes to Apex Legends. So that's how many I just named? One, two, five, I think. Four. Yeah, five. And then Battlefield Five will be six. Six, yeah. Um, and there's others out there. There's uh, totally an ac- or, uh, accurate Battlegrounds, which is like a parody game. And there's a yeah, bunch of other ones that were made. I was going to say, like, those are the main ones. Like, I'm sure there's so many out there. Oh, yeah, like, CSGO got a Battle Royale mode a, f- a few months ago. Forgot about mm-hmm. that. Never played it. Yeah. Um, but it is there. Um, so, yeah, you're seeing these... Tetris got a fucking Battle Royale last yeah. month. That was, yeah, that's right. But to be fair, that looks really fun. Uh, that's not really, like, fighting Battle Royale. It's basically who who can survive in Tetris the longest. Like the yeah. Or who can not... Yeah could not uh, get yeah. to the top kind of thing um right. that's different um i, I mean to, to answer your question probably there is saturation but the funny thing is it doesn't seem to affect anybody 
Um, and now that's due to a lot of reasons. There was a report that came out um, the other day that Ninja, and I think Shroud's in there somewhere, uh, the another popular t- uh, Twitch streamer, um, he apparently got paid a million dollars to stream Apex Legends by EA, um, <laughs> which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, he got st- he got paid a million dollars to promote that game. Um, and obviously fans of his are going to play that game once they see him playing it. It's, it, it's been, it's why sponsorships still exist and why, you know, you always want to buy the, you always want to buy the gear or play the game of your favorite player, right? Or your favorite yeah. streamer. So that's been around for years, but it doesn't seem the, the battle route train does, does not seem to want to slow down. They, they keep coming out and people keep playing them and, and, um, people see other people playing them and then they'll hop on board and, and then there'll be a whole complaint cycle, but then it'll stop and then another one will come out and then that'll be the new best one or whatever. Cause blackout came out. Everyone's like, okay, yeah, this is it. Yeah. And apex legends came out and they're like, exactly. okay, like, this is it. Like it's, well, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like with the whole oversaturation thing, like I, I still think Fortnite's popular. Like, don't get me wrong, but like mm-hmm. it's obviously taken a hit from where it was. Yeah, and, like, Apex Legends I think had more unique players last month than than Fortnite yeah, did. It did, yeah. So like that's what I was gonna say. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're struggling, but you know that there's gonna be another one after Apex that's gonna like knock that. Like, so that's what like maybe it's not necessarily an oversaturation because players are gonna keep playing it. It's kind of just the yeah. fact that there's gonna be a next in line. And uh, mm-hmm. and again, the game is eventually going to die. Like it doesn't matter who, what game it is. Because yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, Fortnite's not dead now. Actually, you know, me, Brendy, and and his girlfriend and my girlfriend have been playing it a lot recently. Yeah, uh, and getting back into it has actually been a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, like for a, you know, we went for months without playing it, and and uh, you know when. When that was the biggest game, like literally my subscriptions for YouTube, like that's it was just filled with Fortnite stuff. Yeah, and that's not the case anymore. It's more Apex and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, it's funny, and and you know, like I said, I've been critical of 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 the battle royale mode, but that's because I personally don't like it. Um, it's fun with people, but it's not a game that I'm really dying to get on by myself and play. Like literally, the only time I'll get on by myself and play is either if i'm warming up because i know like uh, my of you guys coming on or something like that yeah. or um i'm getting the game for the first time and i'll open up like, oh what's this about and then and play a round or two um you know and and, and people people might ask well, well what do you want like what 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 would you want to set up our battle royale i don't know I, I don't know i just what i don't like is the idea that everybody has to have this mode in their game for the game to be good like battlefield 5 i don't know how long it's been around um but like, imagine I guess Call of Duty, uh, you know, Black Ops Four without the battle royale mode. Like, were people ready to write that game off if they didn't add blackout to the game? Right. Like that. That that's my problem. Is that I don't think battle royale needs to be in every game to be successful. It doesn't hurt anything to be there. I just don't like the fact that it's kind of the selling point at this point. I mean, Call of Duty has yeah. been an established franchise for years. And I know people have been highly critical of that series and where that's gone. I mean, obviously starting with advanced warfare um, and, and, and infinite warfare and everything like that, all that stuff. Um, yeah. I just don't like the fact that it's a selling point anymore and that you need it to, to kind of survive in the gaming world now, but that's just me. Um, yeah. I, I want people to appreciate and play and enjoy the games that they want to play, but it's a, this is just not for me. I don't know. I, 
I always like whenever we play Call of Duty. I thought I like I, I always think of myself as like as a, an aggressive player. So right. like <laughs> like that kind of like I, I'm okay at battle. Like the problem is like Fortnite is a whole different animal with the building. Yeah. But um, I I just play so aggressive. So like then it's like with battle royale, it's like well if my teammates are still alive, I gotta sit here the whole fucking time. So it's yep. like. <laughs> That would be the uh, only thing for me. I mean, I, I like Battle Royale. I just, like, sometimes, like, uh, Fortnite has this this limited time mode that they put in, which is basically mm-hmm. Team Deathmatch, and we played that the other day, and I enjoyed that so fucking much, like, mm-hmm. because, like, you, di- you die and you respawn, and, like, I was being aggressive, like, I think, like, it was me, Brendy, I, I think it was, like, the four of us, it was me, Brendy, and then our girlfriends, and... yeah. I think I had like 21 kills and like one of like the next person down had like nine. Like it was just because like I'm used to that being aggressive and mm-hmm. like being able to go out and like not have to worry about basically dying. But like I do get why people like Battle Royale. It's just like I and I like it too. Don't get me wrong. It's just like sometimes I just need to change your pace. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I was always a positional player, like playing objective. So, you know, yeah. I got into. Um, when Black Ops 2 was out, I was playing competitive, and oh god, I put so many goddamn hours of that game, mm-hmm. I'm scared to even look. Um, you know, capture the flag, I'm, I'm running for the flag every goddamn time. Search and destroy, plant the bomb. Uh, you know, domination, I'm on, the, I'm on the points, everything like that. Like, I was the objective and positional player. Um, so, it, yeah, I, I think I'd definitely be pretty pissed dying and not being able to to, to respawn kind of thing. But yeah, I kind of like it. Like the um my 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 main thing with Battle Royale always was okay, cool. I'm running through a forest for 20 minutes and I'm <laughs> looking for shit or I have shit and all of a sudden pop in the head, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it, game over. Yeah. Do it again. Exactly. Yeah, that's the most frustrating when you loot for so long and then the yep. first gunfight you get into, you die. But yeah h1z1 was the biggest component of this i was running for like ever like even my roommates were sitting there watching this sometimes i'm running forever like i'm basically just holding down w on my keyboard just <laughs> running 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 and all of a sudden i get to bed I'm, oh cool here's a building here pop where did he come yeah. from i don't know i'm dead now i have to go again so yeah. i don't know that's uh it, it's it, it's not for me you know i'll play with friends i have no problem doing that it's always it's fun when i do i don't have a problem doing that i just it's not something that i'm i'm good at or that i um want to get better at i just i play with friends i have some fun and i log off and go play rocket league or something <laughs> um yeah i mean we'll see how this this does for battlefield uh like sure it'll be fine like, like i said yeah i mean i don't know if that's going to be like the main thing with their game now if that's going to be take over multiplayer but we will see with that uh, before we move on to the NFL talk, we do have some news that broke right before the show. I don't know if it's breaking news or not, but we are going to talk about it here. Uh, so Kareem Hunt, uh, who you know had the video come out last year of the altercation. That, that was, was so late. That <laughs> was so late. Uh, I couldn't get it up. And um, had the altercation uh, last season. You know, with the woman, uh, he was cut by the Chiefs uh, and then signed by the Browns, uh, and he has been suspended for eight games by the NFL uh, for the actions. Uh, so, yeah, 
you know, first, I guess, kind of first reactions, like I said, since this just broke, um, it's kind of one of those things again with the NFL. It's like, <laughs> so this is tough for me, right? Because, and I think we talked about this when this came out. Now, you don't want to discount any domestic violence because it's at the end of the day, it's all domestic violence. But you watch the video, it, there wasn't. It, like yes he did kick the woman that's bad it wasn't like over the top i guess is what i'm trying to say and and i'm also kind of comparing it to other situations obviously ray rice is the big one and he's been out of the league since but you know you have other videos and stuff coming out about players and it's like you know he had zeke last year there not to my knowledge at least there wasn't any videos but you know the thing he got so like it's just always this kind of loop with the NFL with domestic violence cases where it's like, you know, is this enough or is this too much? Like, I, you know, I, I don't really know where to go with this here because, like, it's it's an eight-game policy. Uh, it's an eight-game uh, suspension, which is pretty hefty. Um, so it's like, this is where I am. So it's an eight-game suspension, right? For yeah. uh, So you watch a video. It's like, damn, that's a lot. But then it's like, you're dealing with domestic violence. Eight games is not enough. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> like, I just, it's it's kind of a tightrope you got to walk. I it's, don't know. it's a double-edged sword. In the NFL, eight games is a lot. That's most of the season. Um, by that yes, point, you're talking about playoff contenders. Um, it's it's uh, it, it's hard to say what's the right call. I'm trying to think of what I, what I've said before i mean in in these situations you you really don't have a choice but to take it case by case most of the time um i mean no matter how bad his actions were like compared to others i i think that the nfl always needs to take a kind of firm stance on this um they they need to help us look it doesn't matter if you shove her like don't stop like you can't be doing that crap um i mean they did it's it, like, it, it it is a hefty suspension. Yeah, like I'm saying, because that's because you know it's tough to to walk that line. Like, and I realize that like you can't just yeah. be like, oh, well, he only kicked her, like whatever, like yeah, and no, we can't be you know didn't like literally knock her out. Like you can't like do that. Right. So like I, so like, but that's the thing. You know, do you have to have set suspensions? For, like that's so terrible to say because it's like domestic violence case. But like. Do you have to have set suspensions for domestic violence at this point? Like, I, I think I, my my personal opinion is that uh, a minimum suspension it, it, it really depends. Um, it should be if it's a minimum suspension, it should be minimum suspension pending an investigation. Like, please, dear God, investigate every single claim. Right? Like, let's not make it this blanket thing. Of, like, as soon as something comes out about somebody, uh, immediately suspend them. Right. Or unless you suspend them for a game or two until you figure out what's going on. But then that's going to cause a bunch of problems by itself. So I feel like the best answer is always just take it case by case and and, 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 and do your best to um, match your suspension with the severity of the crime. But I also understand that there's a lot of people who think and, and rightly so that any anybody who's guilty of this kind of thing shouldn't be in the league mm-hmm. and that's you know that's not a, a bad thought and i really have no argument against that um 
the, these these kind of actions are are way too rampant in this league and in sports around the world. Really, we've seen in the NHL, we've seen in the NBA, we've seen in the NFL. Um, it, it's just so tough talking about this every time this happens. Um, I don't know the extent of what Kareem Hunt did, um, but it was obviously bad to get in this suspension. Um, now, I mean, the, you can uh, you can call the statements bullshit, and and I wouldn't have too much of a fight with you. I mean, he's saying he's planning on taking, uh, he, you know, he accepted responsibility to the league and he accepted the, the suspension. Uh, he said he's going to take advantage of the, this is according to the, the Cleveland Browns official website. He said he's committed to uh, take advantage of the available resources to help him grow. He's going to get some help. Um, so I guess if he's doing all that, then he's doing the right thing to come back from this i guess is is the idea so we'll have to see with him it really sucked when uh this all came to light um you know he he got caught from the chiefs and the chiefs made a really good call and a really big gamble with with that um they were still in the playoff race and everything and you know yeah. that he was he was a star um I don't know if he'll ever bounce back from this. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. He's in Cleveland, which Cleveland is now stacked. We will get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the suspension, was probably the right call to make. Happy to see the NFL kind of came down with the hammer. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. If he if he does this again or he has another incident, I'm sure the NFL is going to suspend him for at least a season. Yeah, I I, I mean, it's, like, it's just so tough. Like, yeah. It's almost like you have to take it by case by case, but then at the same time, it's like I feel like at sometimes there should be like a minimum. Like I don't know. I mean, eight. You know, I guess you know eight games is a half a season. Right. But like I almost feel like that should be the minimum. Like for domestic I, violence, I, I would take that. I guess my my issue with the minimum comes with um how quick they'd be willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Like that that would be my only problem. I would hope that you would only give the minimum. If after an investigation, like go and investigate right. the claims first, and then if he did what he did, then give him the eight. Mm-hmm. And if he does something even worse, and it's really, it's really hard to talk about like what's worse than one thing. I mean, every yeah. pain is terrible. I mean, this is terrible, regardless of, of of what of how long the games are. So if the minimum, I'd be fine with the minimum as long as they didn't immediately throw it on somebody without investigating first. So I would, th- I actually think eight games is the right call. And that's enough for somebody to think twice about what they're about to do. Um, because they ha- it's half a season, man. And that's, that's, that's forfeited pay. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and he's uh, not making much this year either. Because no, he, they, the Brown signed him for dirt cheap because of this. Right. Alrighty. And, so, and he might explode when he comes back. It'll be really interesting to see. And there's going to be people calling for his head forever. So, yeah. You know, it's a tough situation always with these kind of stories. And we, I, I, I mean, I, I think I speak for both of us and for the rest of the guys in the show. We hate talking about this stuff. We really do. Yeah. Um, at least I do. And it's really hard to, to, to talk about. There's no, what I can always gather each time. And when we talk about this and kind of debate certain things is that there's no right answer when it comes to these things, what needs to happen is that, you know, these guys need to just not be doing this. Um, they need to just either get some extra counseling or something like that. So that they know they, they, they can't be doing this kind of crap because it runs so rampant in the league. It, it mm-hmm. It's uh it's, 
It's a it's an epidemic, man. Yeah, for I mean, yeah, the NFL for sure. Um, but on that note, we will uh, right now cut to me and Brandy talking about some soccer and also Trey Young. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's go to that right now. All right, and now we're gonna do some more quick picks. Uh, we're gonna do some soccer and basketball. And now it's me and my boy Brandy. What's up, my man? What is up? Let's what? go. You know what? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm trying to get a hype in here because I'm a little tired. I just came back from work. Dude, you just freaking hydroplane the shit out of that. I did. I I'm sorry. I got a little excited. Um, I. That was my last hurdle until I had to go down to Georgia tomorrow. I'm actually a little hyped because work fucking sucked today. But anyway. Uh, we'll we're complain th- about it, why don't you? I will. Um, we're going to wrap up and preview some of the UEFA and CONCACAF um, round of 16 for UEFA League. was just, just ended and um, CONCACAF quarterfinals just ended. And a lot of results to talk about for both both events. First, we're going to talk about UEFA, um, and and I'll I'll you know me being more of the um, UEFA Champions League fan, I'll kind of talk about it because there was a a crazy amount of results. The first one being uh, Ajax and Real Madrid, uh, the three-time defending champions, Real Madrid, uh, coming into the game with the two-one lead, uh, coming home, and you would think that they have a uh, all but wrapped up, but Ajax had other plans. Uh, Real Madrid did get a red card in this game, um, but that was late in the game. It wasn't even really, uh, you know, affecting the game. And Ajax comes in, uh, scores two goals within the first 18 minutes of the game, uh, and scored three before Real Madrid even scored uh, to make the final score 4-1 and then moving on uh, with a 5-3 aggregate. Uh, and like I said, Nobody really seen this coming, especially going back to, you know, to to Madrid with the lead and uh, the two away goals. Did not see it coming, but fair play to Ajax, uh, you know, showed out and uh, and proved them wrong. So we will have a new champion uh, and champion uh, UEFA Champions League, excuse me, this year, which is pretty refreshing because. Uh, you know, I'm, I was kind of a little tired of seeing Real in it and winning it every year. Um, and obviously that begs the question, to uh, not begs the question, but a lot of people are saying, obviously, with Ronaldo's departure over the past year and and they're kind of falling apart. Interesting note about this, by the way, um, which is kind of a big, big, like big deal for world football in general. So um, the. The manager that they won the three titles under was Zinedine Zidane, who obviously is a legend in football and uh, soccer. Excuse me. I know I'm going. It's. I just say it. Jeez. I know I'm American. I shouldn't say it anyway. Uh, but but uh, the manager who I can't think of his name right now, who was managing Real Madrid over this season, got fired, and they brought Zinedine back in. So he will be managing them for the for the future, and he was. You know, going to be a hot commodity this summer, uh, so that was kind of a big deal. Um, but yeah, Ajax goes through. The next uh, games we had were Tottenham and Dortmund. Uh, Tottenham, Tot- oh my God, Tottenham uh, took care of Dortmund pretty easily. One over the two legs, four nil. Uh, win this game, um, one nothing. 
and basically make light work of them. Except, you know, you actually look at the stats of this game. Dortmund had more shots, um, a lot more possession. Um, just, you know, couldn't finish when it mattered. And Harry Kane gets the one goal for Tottenham. So they move on to the quarterfinals. Uh, the, excuse me, the next uh, set of games was Porto and Roma. Uh, this one, coming into the the actual, you know, round, I thought this would kind of be a toss-up. I thought Roma maybe had an edge, um, but it turned out that Porto uh, comes back. And uh, in this, I actually watched this game, and it was very entertaining. They uh, So they tied it up, and it went to extra time. And then in the 117th minute, uh, on a penalty, they scored and ended up winning on aggregate. Was uh, that the so, one with the bad call? Or not the bad call, but the questionable call? No. I mean, the one I showed you was the Manchester one, if that's okay. what you're talking about. This, there, this There was a questionable call on this, though, so I don't know. But, yeah, um, 117th minute, they get a penalty and slot it home, and uh, and they move, they move on, which I don't know if it's a shock. I think Roma might have been the favorite, but Porto is a pretty good team. Um, and they move on there. And then the one, well, one of two that are near and dear to my heart, uh, Manchester United, with all the odds against them, go to Paris and and beat, and beat PSG um, in dramatic fashion. Uh, as Brandy kind of talked about a second ago, a little bit of controversy um, at the end. Uh, but yeah, A little bit. I mean, I, to be fair, we'll get to that in a second. But to you know, to be fair, they played very well. Uh, Lukaku uh, scores two minutes into the game to give him hope, and then Bernat comes back and and scores. So it's one-one at that point, and it's kind of looking, you know, not the greatest. But Lukaku again on a uh, really, you know, one of the best goalkeepers of all time, uh, Buffon. Uh, fumbled a ball right to him uh, on the wet surface, and it was 2-1. Uh, the game went on, and in the uh, 94th minute, well, the 92nd minute, the incident happened, but the goal was in the 94th minute. Uh, a shot outside the box from uh, Diego Dello of Manchester United hits um, Kim Pembe in the in the arm. Um, you know, the question at first they, you know, went like it was a regular corner kick and, and that was that. And then the, uh, VAR came out and all hell broke loose basically at the stadium. Uh, after the goal, it was, it was, you know, awarded a penalty. Um, I will say this, you know, I was on the fence about it. Uh, obviously as a United fan, I was happy that they gave it. Um, a lot of the, uh, anchors and stuff like that especially on like um well i mean i say especially because it was british network so maybe there is bias there but um majority of the people did say they thought it was it was the right call um you know i i think kind of the 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 letter of the law there is if you're if it's in a not a natural position i wouldn't say it was like an unnatural position like he didn't but he didn't have it directly to his side um, you know, the ball hits his arm and, uh, and they give a penalty and Marcus Rashford, uh, is the hero and slots it in and United 
with basically like I think the more remarkable thing in this game is they basically played this game with Romelu Lukaku, their you know obviously their goalkeeper De Gea, and then a bunch of like under twenty two players. Like it was ridiculous. Like their because like, like their best players were out for this game. They had three or four players out with injury. Pogba had a red card, so he wasn't in this game. So they won this game with a very young team. Not to mention that they, you know, just like I said, had a lot of injury problems. Uh, guys fighting through. They had a guy get injured in this game, um, but they move on. So very excited right there. Um, the next one I want to, don't want to spend too much time on because it was literally a whitewash. Uh, Manchester City, um, after the very good first leg, comes, uh, you know, back to to England and smashes Schalke seven nil. Um, and wins over two legs, 10-2. Um, and, uh, yeah, the stats reflect that. In that game, uh, the possession was 73-27. Shots on target was 11-1. to um, So not much of a fight there. It was a good first leg, but uh, after, after everything, um, it didn't really work out, and uh, Man City moves on. Um, Juventus and Atletico, uh, another thrilling game. Uh, just the legend of Cristiano Ronaldo continues. Uh, after the first leg, it was 2-0 Atletico. And uh, Ronaldo said, I don't know where he said it, if it was in an interview or on social media, he said, I will score a hat-trick this game and we will win. Uh, what does he do? He scores a hat-trick in this game and they win. Uh, he scores one a 27th-minute goal, a 49th-minute goal, and a penalty in the 86th-minute and they move on. Uh, one, probably one of the favorites at this point, I would say, in my opinion. Um, maybe uh, them and and Liverpool, maybe Manchester City at this point are kind of the favorites for me. Um, and they move on as well. This one's tough, but uh, I kind of seen this coming. Um, my two favorite teams in, in the world are Bayern and Man United. And Bayern got got what they deserved, especially with how they're playing this year, which has been awful. Uh, Liverpool beats them 3-1 to one, uh, in Germany. Uh, and it's funny because this game, I'm thinking that uh, Liverpool, like to me, they won this game. I didn't even think they played their best, which is sad. That's how bad we've been this year. Um, not much to talk about here. I mean, it was a pretty bland game. Sadio Mane uh, has two goals, and uh, the goal that Bayern did score was an own goal. So uh, that ends 3-1. And then the last game of the round of 16 was Barcelona and Lyon, and Barcelona took care of business uh, after a shaky first leg. Um, they end up winning. Well, it was a nil-nil draw. Um, they end up winning 5-1 back in Spain. And uh, Messi with two goals there. So that sets up a round of 16 where the draw happened today. Interesting, uh, out of the last eight, four are English teams. So that's a little bit interesting. Excuse me. Um, so the first leg, uh, the first game we have is uh, Tottenham and Man City. Um, I like Man City's chances here. Um, I think uh, I, I, I think they're, they're the team. I think they're one of the favorites in my opinion. Um, so the first game of that will be uh, April 9th. Uh, Liverpool drew Porto, so pretty fortunate for them there. Um, the really, you know, the two favorites I would say have very favor favorable draws. Uh, they they draw Porto. Uh, Juventus draws Ajax. 
Um, I think Juventus should take care of them. Although Ajax played very well against against Real, so you can never discount them. And uh, Man U plays Barcelona, which I'm excited for. It's going to be definitely a challenge, but um, I think it's, you know, I honestly think it's something we can overcome. Um, it's going to be very important, that first game, which is in England. Um, and uh, that's going to be very important to... To see, you know, you don't you don't want Barcelona scoring two goals and then going back to Spain. Um, so if we can uh, at least, you know, hopefully get a win in the first leg and then see what happens second leg. But uh, those games will start uh, April 9th and will end uh, April 17th. And then after that, the semifinals will happen uh, in late April. So we will cover that. Uh, but that is all for the, cha- the UEFA Champions League. Let's move on to the CONCACAF, which... Uh, Brendy, I'm sure we'll have some strong opinions on, and he will get to that soon. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll touch on Atlanta United last, but I just wanted to say, um, so New York Red Bulls, uh, they they place uh, they they were placed against uh, Santos, and their first leg they um, they lost two to zero um, with Santos getting two away goals. So it really looked like it was all, but you know. It was basically like it was the end game for them, but then, um, but then in leg two, the New York Red Bulls t- uh, tie um, tie it up within the first ten minutes, and make it two two aggregate. Um, but then, come the second half, uh, Santos just destroyed them, and uh, that game actually ended up finishing four to two. So Santos uh, moved on from there, and. That's that's actually like a. I'm actually slightly disappointed that um, I'm actually slightly disappointed that someone like um, uh, what's his name, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, isn't gonna, you know, isn't yeah. gonna go anywhere in the Champions League uh, yeah. yet again because um, he's he's had a historic career. So it'd, it'd be nice to see him, you know, actually win something for once. But uh, so not happening this year though. Um, so as for the Houston Dynamo, though, they played uh, UANL. And uh, again, it's kind of the same story, except it, except there was basically no light for Houston Dynamo at all. Um, it, Houston Dynamo actually actually got in this tournament by uh, beating the Philadelphia Union in the U.S. Open Cup, which was kind of a slaughter fest. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to the Open Cup, like, they were just not prepared for the, like yeah. Philadelphia was not prepared for that. <laughs> no, they definitely weren't. <laughs> um, but uh, UANL advanced uh, after winning their second leg one to zero, advancing three three zero in aggregate. So Houston didn't get any goals there. Um, now Sporting Kansas City they got a, they got a pretty uh, good draw going against the one non Mexican team uh, in Independiente, which. I would, and obviously as a Land United fan, like you want, you want to go against, you know, the, the bad teams, but, mm-hmm. um, but Independiente actually won their first leg two to one at home. Um, so it was looking, it was looking like they might actually give Sporting Kansas City a fighting chance because Sporting KC is one of the best teams in Major League Soccer right now. Um, or they, they historically have always been. Um, but then, you know, uh, when this, when the, Second leg shifted to Kansas City. It was, you know, it was there was no no hope for Independiente and uh, Kansas City won three to zero, so they advanced as well. 
Now, let's move on to Atlanta United versus Monterey. I cannot... I I, want to be clear when I say this. (laughs) It's early in the season. So... I, like, take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But let, let's let, all right. Let, let me just recap really quick. Okay, Atlanta United travels to Guadalupe to play Monterey. Uh, I actually let's see. I I got to watch this entire game, and it, it, I I I was I was actually I was actually kind of worried that I would have to work, and like I, I was. But but luckily I was able to get someone to take a shift. Like I literally wanted wanted to miss work just to watch this game, just to see how Lane United would play. All right. Um. So the game starts. Um. Monterey gets a penalty kick, or not a penalty kick. Uh. Well, whatever. Gets a penalty in the uh in the seventeenth minute. Uh. One. To, so it's one to zero early on. It's like okay, you know what? Monterey's a good team. They've got a rich history. So. Like if the game ends one to zero as an Atlanta United fan, it's like I'm pretty content with that. And for the most part, like in the second half, Atlanta United was actually putting on some pressure. In the first half, they were doing nothing. But in the second half, like Atlanta United was actually putting on some shots. And I was kind of hoping one of them would go in. I think uh the keeper would actually have there's one save that was just amazing. I can't remember exactly. It's really late in the game. But when the 80th minute hit, the wheels for Atlanta United just fell just fell off. Like the players just looked tired. Um, like everyone looked dead, out of sync. Um, two back to back goals by Monterey, um, and Atlanta United loses the first like three to zero. Now, on like I, I said, I, I said if the game had ended one to zero, I would have been fine. I still would have probably been fine if it ended two to zero, because like Atlanta United, they were down. Um, in their first, um, in in their first matchup against Arediano, and they came back and just destroyed them. Now, I I didn't necessarily think that was going to happen with Monterey, um, but um, but you know, Atlanta United always has a tendency to respond really well. Uh, unfortunately, that was not the case. This game, I I I don't really have much to say about this game, um, because I I, I wasn't actually able to watch it. Uh, I do know Martinez scored the only goal of the game, um, but Atlanta United uh, they won that game one to zero. Um, they lost, you know, obviously they lost the aggregate. But um, one interesting note I I heard uh, on Twitter: it's the first time that Monterey has lost to an MLS team in like ten years. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was, I thought that was actually really interesting. Uh, not like it, not like it means anything because they're still advancing. But so, I, but I want to talk about my boy Frank DeBoer for a minute. <laughs> and yeah. when I when I say my boy, that that's just because like I'm trying to be as nice as I can. Because look, it's early. I wish I had listened to you when you had said like, oh, you know, there's warning signs for Frank DeBoer. You know, you might want to watch out. And like. I kind of took it with a grain of salt because um, because there was a, there was there was actually a lot of kind of the same kind of speculation with Tata Martino when he was first hired. Um, you know when he was um, the manager of Argentina and Barcelona even for a short stint. Um, now obviously like Barcelona is like a you know one of the best teams in the world. Yeah. Um, 
I think any experience in Barcelona is good experience. Um, but there's something about Frank de Boer so far from what I'm seeing as an Atlanta United fan that just isn't making any sense. So in the first leg of the series against Monterey, Frank de Boer did not make a sub once, did not make one sub until added time. Yeah, like, that's not great. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, I, I remember, like, Monterey was, like, sending out their subs in, like, the 60th and 70th minute. And I'm like, like, okay, you know, I guess it's probably our turn to start subbing. And, <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, how do you not? Like, the players are literally dead on the ground. <laughs> like, the only thing keeping them up is the fact that they still got to play for another 10 minutes. And right. you're, you're just standing there on the sidelines playing your stupid three four three formation that literally makes no sense. I don't think, I don't think Atlanta United has ever played three four three under Tata Martino. So, yeah, I, I, I if you're not familiar with soccer terms like uh, and formations, uh, basically the first number is how many defenders you have, the second number is how many midfielders, and the third number is how many attackers. So if you're playing a three four three. Three defenders, four midfielders, three attackers. Um, I it, it's tough because kind of the, the way soccer is going right now, a three back formation is kind of it's like a three back or a five back formation with the five the the wing backs like moving up is becoming very popular in the game now. So it's something that I think um, it, it's it, it's something that I think maybe. People are teams are trying to adapt to. Now, I will say this: I haven't watched any Atlanta United, so I don't know how they use that three-four-three. I don't know if their midfielders come back more or their wingers up top are coming back more. I'm pretty sure they just stay in the midfield. Yeah, I mean, it's very it's a dangerous formation, first of all, and second, um, if you don't have the right players to play that system, which kind of sounds like the case. You know, it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be a good time. So, yeah. So with um, with Tata, a lot of times, um, what Atlanta United uh, would do is they would have um, they would have three or four defenders, um, and then de- like depending on how many defenders, they would have four or five midfielders. The two extra the two extra midfielders would like one would go up, one would stay back, uh, and then they would have two attackers. Um, usually, usually the attackers would be, would be Joseph and then either, uh, Miggy or, uh, Ezekiel Barco. Um, but that's a formation that has worked really well for them. Um, but to come like, you know, to come in, you know, this Frank DeBoer guy and is, you know, completely changing the system to a point where like changing the system to like something that Atlanta United is like, has absolutely zero experience with. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's like I can't even blame the players at that point. It's like because like okay, I will say like there were there were like plenty of uh, mistakes that the players were making like throughout these games. Like there were like so many unnecessary turnovers and like stupid passes that like it's hard to it's hard to blame the formation on that. But it does it, it's not it's really not helping the case when it just seems like the players are all out there confused. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, 
Frank DeBoer has not had much success. Obviously, his most recent job, besides Atlanta United, was in England in Crystal Palace. Uh, and I can't remember the exact stat, but I think through 10 games, they were winless. And it was the the most games the team had never gotten a win or something like that. He gets fired. And, and <laughs> Crystal Palace actually came back and somehow avoided relegation, which good on them for that because he put them in a hole. but. Um, you know, he's, he was a manager at Ajax for a while as well. Uh, it just, I don't really agree with his tactics is my whole thing. Well, so like that, that's a, that's a fair point. What I, what I'm wondering is like, was Frank DeBoer like really like the best like option? Because like, here's, here's what I'm wondering. Atlanta United just came off, um, an MLS cup championship in their second season. And they are currently ranked as the most valuable MLS like franchise by Forbes. Mm-hmm. It's like, how was your best option, Frank DeBoer? Like, yeah. what? Like, was the free agent market just dead or something? I I, I don't really know. I mean, it's I, I I will say like with the MLS offseason, like a lot like with the MLS offseason, like it's hard to get international coaches because a lot of that's what I was just about to Cause, say. Because because you know they're all you know hired, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean the MLS is uh, like you know we have uh, races for uh, the Premier League and and uh, the Bundesliga and all those like they're coming down to the end. There's I think there's six games left for the Premier League or something like that. Uh, the MLS season is just starting, so um, yeah, you're right about that. I was just about to say that. Uh, it's kind of tough for me to say about like who's out there because I, I mean, I know to an extent who's out there coaching wise, but the, those guys are, you know, want to stay in Europe. I'm pretty sure. Um, a lot of them at least. And I'm not really saying that because it's the MLS. I'm basically saying that because I think just location wise, they want to stay in Europe. Um, but uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I'm not a fan of his at all. And um, you know, I, I, I said about when he got hired, I said, look, I mean, you, you guys have a very talented team and you guys should be winning the, the, you know, MLS, no problem. I just thought that I was a little hesitant about him. Um, and it's kind of came to fruition a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, I, I would be very interested to see what happens throughout the season. They actually play, uh, Philly this Sunday. Um, and Philly has had a, an awful start to the season so maybe that's uh they get a win there and well i, I hope so. i hope so <laughs> i i honestly like if it's if Atlanta united comes out with a 3-4-3 formation though i kind of hope they lose just so something like changes something will change because right. for the first first game of the season atlanta united played dc united um and they lost that and honestly like i wasn't actually too surprised about that because for some reason atlanta united like They've lost uh, every single season opener they've played so far, which you probably wouldn't suspect if you see them play uh, mid-season. Right. Um, but yeah, they're 0-3 on season openers so far, so there's a fun fact for you. And then their first game uh, at home at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, they played FC Cincinnati, and they drew 1-1. to And that was kind of like, an, uh, like uh, okay. Yeah, that, that one hurts. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe maybe a game against Phillies what they need, but I don't know. 
Going back to the CONCACAF real quick, out of the teams remaining, are you rooting for Kansas City being the American team? Yeah, I mean, really just about any non-Mexican team is fine with me as long as it's not like... Um, I, Yeah, I, I, I'd probably just have to go with Kansas City. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think... You know, for me, like my favorite league is the Premier League, um, basically because I get the most access to it. So it is, you know, it's cool to see four Premier League teams for me in the Champions League. Um, yeah, in the, uh, sorry, I keep saying UEFA, you know, Champions League in the last four, you know, four out of the last eight. I think that's pretty, you know, good. And then obviously uh, for the, you know, CONCACAF, I think it's always nice to see a American team win since Philly will probably never be in it. <laughs> I will say, like, CONCACAF has, like, a very weird um, setup when it comes to Canada. So they have this thing called the Canadian Championship, which is basically, like, a low-tier championship that, like, really, like, not even the MLS teams in Canada really care about. It's basically it's basically a way so that a team located an MLS team located in Canada gets a free pass to the Champions League every year. Mm-hmm. And for like the past few years it's been Toronto. Um which which is kind of funny because like they really really sucked last year. Yeah, they had a fall from grace. <laughs> yeah, um and I I I really don't understand like well, I mean, I, I guess I understand the format, but I think I think I do think it is a little cheap that you know a sucky Canadian team can um, get in no problem. Yeah, um, but you know, I beg to differ. Yeah, um, but yes, we will continue our soccer coverage uh, when these uh, the the next round concludes, and maybe after the first leg, we'll kind of see what timing is like, but. Um, yeah, we are getting down to the nitty gritty for both uh, UEFA and, Ch- and uh, CONCACAF, excuse me. So um, it'll be something to watch. And uh, especially, uh, I mean, I still have a dog in the fight with Man U. I think it's going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you never know. They can surprise, especially with how they played since they got their new manager. But uh, let's uh, wrap up our quick picks here with a little... Uh, Little rook, NBA rookie talk. Uh, you know, Brendy being an Atlanta Hawks fan has seen uh, Trey Young a lot. Uh, Trey Young, by the way, coming into the season with a lot of critics because I don't know why, but everybody loved to hate Trey Young in college. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know why that is, but uh, it's been it's been as always a very good year for rookies with him and Doncic and uh, Aiton's doing uh, decent. Uh, with Phoenix, so what's your, uh, I guess, what's your whole take on this? And you can kind of, uh, you know, take it away. So I don't really think there's any doubt that Luka Doncic is going to win Rookie of the Year. So that, like, that's not really what I'm going to argue. I will say Trey Young is like almost like a lock for like second place. I feel like, yeah, um, which is kind of a shame because, um, you know, I was really rooting for the guy. At least it does appear he'll probably get. Uh, an all rookie first team, so that um, that's yeah. definitely a good sign. Yeah, he should um, that up. yeah. But as for Trey Young, um, I, I, I'm starting to believe, like, okay, so both like with Trey Young and Luka Doncic, um, but since I know more about Trey, I'll just focus on him. I'm starting to feel like 
um, we're seeing like I, I I feel like this could be like a potential future like play like I guess I guess it's a playoff matchup. It had to be the finals, but right. this could be a potential finals like finals matchup. You know, in you know four or five years, um, you know if if all all of the prospects for both of the teams, um, you know, continue to grow. I will say I. I, I think the Hawks are on the right track, you know, with John Collins, Torian Prince. Um, and, and if they're looking to move Kent Bazemore later, um, that'll save up some cap space. I will say that the Hawks definitely appear to be right on schedule, if not like slightly ahead of schedule, because they're, you know, they're all growing, you know, really well. And the Hawks actually own the, the Mavs draft pick um, next year. Yeah. As long as it's not, I think it's as long as it's not top five, I believe. Um, so Atlanta, um, Atlanta it's, could potentially have two first round draft picks, um, which would be great. Uh, and unfortunately, the only thing that the Mavs got going for them right now is Luka Doncic. Uh, so they're probably a little bit behind, but I, I don't think we can. Un- I, I don't think we should underestimate how great these two players can be, um, especially um, especially Trey Young. Just from what I've seen, like. The man is putting up 20, 30 points like consistently, uh, yeah. like night after night. And then, of course, he had a, of course he had a forty nine point game in quadruple overtime <laughs> against the Bulls. Um, and I know you guys were like giving me a lot of flack for saying, "Oh, he got forty nine points in a quadruple overtime game," but. Uh, I looked into it. The, like the man had 34 points at the end of regulation. So I, 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 I mean, I will say this: I, 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 the 49 points at any point is nothing to sneeze about. It was just that you know it was, it was quadruple overtime. So he had a lot. He basically had, you know, a quarter and a half more <laughs> than you know anybody else would of uh, regularly. But yeah, I mean, 49 points obviously is very impressive anyway. Yeah, I, I've I've really loved what uh, I've really loved what the Hawks have done so far this season. You know, their players are going really well. They've got they've got a great coach in Lloyd Lloyd Pierce, uh, former Sixers assistant coach. Um, which which I'm really relieved that they went the um, the Sixers route. Uh, in in that terms, like I would have been really upset if they had hired like a Golden State assistant or a San Antonio assistant because first of all, like okay. I, I think Golden State, for the most part, like, how do I word this without, <laughs> so, so, how do I put this? Okay, I, I feel like a lot of times they don't necessarily need the coaching, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, look at Luke Walton in, in Los Angeles. Like, the only, like, that, the only reason that team is like even remotely in the playoff playoff hunt is because of LeBron. It has nothing to do with Luke Walton. Like does Luke Walton even have like any like, you know, serious experience, um, you know, coaching, like, like, like coaching. Yeah. Like he's a head coach, but right. Right. But he, he does not appear to like have that major experience because like, I remember like when he was still on the, you know, golden state warriors, uh, coaching staff, the Warriors were often criticized for, like, you know, not really listening to their coach and kind of just doing their own thing. Um, so I thought the hire was a little weird. So I would have, I would have been like, I would have been really upset if the Hawks went that route. I would have also been upset if they went like the Spurs route as well, because 
if you're going to go the Spurs route, you might as well just keep Mike Budenholzer around. Um, and uh, good thing for uh, Mike Budenholzer. Looks like he's going to win another Coach of the Year. I was going to say, he's doing uh, quite fine right now in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, I, so I'm, I'm really I'm really happy for Bud. Uh, I, I was sad to see him go, but I, you know, I wasn't surprised. So right. that, that's all right. Um, but, but, you know, Hawks are doing it right. Um, they've got, you know, they got a new, uh, they got a new GM not too long ago. Um, and the future's looking bright. Cause like they got, they've got a bunch of draft picks. Like they've got, um, the Mavs next, um, next year or this year, excuse me. And then I think they got like the Cavs the year after that or something. So like they they they're loaded up like they've quietly loaded up on the draft picks. Like I know like with Philly during their taking tanking years, it's like they're trading away everyone and like it was clear like they were getting a bunch of draft picks. But I feel like the Hawks for the most part have kind of done done it quietly. Um and they've it's so you know so far it's 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 paid off. So um I'm I'm really happy to see how it's going. It's uh funny that you know, looking back now with what they've kind of done to start their career is how the whole like Doncic was uh, Doncic was drafted by the Hawks and then they basically trade like it was like this whole trade thing. So like it'll always go down as like them kind of being traded for each other. And yeah, you're kind of right. I think Doncic has definitely been. I I think like you said, I think he's the runaway rookie of the year. Um, but you know, Trey Young has has had a good year. Uh, oh yeah. And still on a very young team as well. So um, I, I, I think the Mavs, I will say, are a team that I could see kind of if they can get maybe like a free agent and like a and a good draft pick to come in, they could definitely do some damage because, you know, they got KP, obviously, um, you know, over the season um, and you got Doncic there, um, you know, they could kind of make i don't want to say like a big three or something but if they you know get a maybe one or two core players and have a couple rookies uh make their way up they could be a good team in a couple years um especially any team well, with Doncic on it well one thing i am worried about um the Mavs right now is just like really the biggest problem i have with them is their age um that, yeah that's true because you know they you got dirk who's like 50 years old and then <laughs> Um, then, then a couple, like a bunch of old guys really. And then you have a bunch of young guys and I really think you need a mix. I, I remember, I, I know I keep bringing this back, but I remember when the Sixers back in, um, what was it? Um, 2013, 14, um, I'm pulling this up just to make sure I'm, I'm reading this right. Um, they had one guy that was like older than 23 years old and that was jason richardson <laughs> yeah i i remember those days god damn <laughs> yeah um and it's like you it's like okay like you need like you need an old guy to you know kind of show the, the the younger guys what to do like come on yeah um but you know I, I i definitely do think you know with the right signings the mavs could definitely be um definitely be on the on the right page yeah, it, it'll uh, kind of be interesting to see down the stretch with this, and also really the uh, races for um, spots, playoff spots, as we're coming down to that as well. Um, and I'm sure that'll something we cover 
But for now, we will move on to the big topic of the week, uh, which is going to be a lot to talk about, trust me. Uh, and uh, that was me and Bobby. Uh, so we will get to that now. Um, and as we talk about some NFL free agency, because it was a fucking shit storm for about two days, everything happened. So uh, let's go to that now. Uh, me and Bobby talking NFL free agency and trades. All right. And now we're going to move on to our NFL offseason talk. There's been uh, so much to cover. Uh, this, uh, has been, this has been one of the craziest offseasons, and uh, for me at least, in NF- the recent we, NFL. We couldn't keep up in fucking Discord. Like, it was, no, it was impossible for us to keep up. We had, you know, fucking fake trades. We had... Uh, a player that thought he was going to go to a team and then reversed it. Like it's just been, it's been crazy. A franchise ruined because yeah. they're, they're stupid, <laughs> yawn stupid. I um, don't get any of this. Yeah, it's it's just it's been crazy. So let's we have a bunch here. We're kind of going to run through the list. Um, I I I don't have every single thing here. I tried to highlight some of, uh. The more the bigger ones or the ones that pertain to our teams, uh, me and Bobby in particular, um, and and kind of just go through this. And I'm sure you know after we record, there's even going to be more stuff happening. Um, but let's start with this happened. Um, so the new year started uh, for the NFL on March 11th. It was either March 11th or March 13th. I can't remember, but basically that's when everything was made official. Um, so the stuff that we covered earlier and you like the Flacco stuff that was made official. So we're not going to cover that. We're just going to cover the stuff that happened. So, uh, the first one with my team, the Denver Broncos traded case Keenum to the Washington Redskins for a six round pick in 20, the 2020 draft. Uh, this move was made, uh, for the Redskins in part because they don't know what, if, you know, they're probably not going to have Alex Smith this year, uh, with the gruesome injury. He, uh, had last season. Um, so was, they, okay. yeah, that, uh, terrible, uh, terrible. Um, and, and for the Broncos, I mean, obviously they have Flacco now. Elway actually came It's funny because Elway came out, I think like two or three days before the trade. And like, they're like, he's like in an ideal world, we would like to have cases as the backup. Um, and then they traded him. I mean, look in a salary cap game, like it's just, you can't have that. So, I mean, we're, we're still going to be paying some of it, um, but I mean, we do have a little bit of cap relief because of that. Right. Uh, so, you know, basically, I think uh, if I believe correctly, I think they're like splitting some of his salary. Um, but I mean, like I said, for for the Broncos, I mean, they have a little bit of cap space, and and hopefully, you know, this this prompts Elway to get a guy either this year or next year. Um, at, the quarterback position to be behind Flacco um, yep. to be our next quarterback. But yeah, I mean, in hindsight, it is a minor deal, but I mean, now, you know, for the Redskins, at least um, they have at least a little bit of, it's not a great option, um, but they no, have at no. least something there. At, and look, I mean, Keenum obviously got the contract he did with Denver because what he did in Minnesota. So maybe that he reclaimed some of that. You never know. Um, you know, he was obviously on a really good team there in Minnesota and yeah. was a product of a very good system, but, yeah. um, you know, you never know. I mean, he's, 
he, he as a Broncos fan, look, he, he had a lot of mistakes last year and cost us a lot of games, but mm. uh, he did show signs of, of, you know, really good play. So, you mm. know, we'll see how that kind of works out for the... Good uh, luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the, uh, the next big news we have, uh, quarterback-wise, is Nick Foles. Got his oh, payday. Oh, man. Yeah. Foles. It had look, to happen. Uh, all I gotta say is like, you know, I'm not, I'm not an Eagles fan by any means, but like, for some reason, I've always liked Nick Foles since he's been in the league, and uh, he had some hardships. I mean, like he, I, I've seen a, you know, I, I don't know if it was a ESPN thing or something, but it was a few years ago about how he was almost out of the league, and Andy Reid brought him in in uh, Kansas City, and 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 from there has. Just what you know, what has happened since then has kind of been amazing. Obviously, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl mm. MVP, um, and and he gets his payday, four-year deal with the with the Jaguars uh, for eighty-eight million. Uh, Fifty point one two five of that is guaranteed. Um, and with that side note, Blake Bortles also got cut uh, because of that, so he is now a free agent. Uh, mm. And I'm sure I'm sure he'll get signed somewhere as a backup or maybe to a team that has a quarterback who is, you know, mm-hmm. like like maybe honestly, like a, like the example I would give is like a team like the Redskins, like a team that kind of has a starting quarterback, but, you know, could be in a battle. But doesn't, but doesn't yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good for Nick Foles. Like, I'm I'm very happy for him. I just have I do have some questions about that. Mm-hmm. Because, in my opinion, now this, uh, you know, maybe it gets hot take button ready. I'm not sure, but right. I think I think Nick Foles was a, a product of a very good system, like a very mm. good system. Okay, <laughs> because right. I want to hear this out. Because the reason that Doug Peterson, the the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, was a goddamn genius because they did this the whole thing with a run pass option. And right. that was the whole thing. The whole thing about the Eagles was rub and pass option. How do you stop it? Blah, blah, blah. Well, it never got stopped. And Nick Foles did really well with that. Like, very sure. well. Sure. And I think he just flourished with, with Peterson. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to be terrible. I'm not saying that with Jacksonville. No. I, ju- I just don't know if he succeed. Like, if he is going to be where he's at. Like, I, I, t- I think this might be... Uh, one where we look back, uh, you know, maybe I'm not again. I don't think he's going to be terrible, but I don't know if he's worth what they paid him. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Um, because I think he's just a, he was a, he's a good quarterback, but he he succeeded very well under a good system, and I think that he may struggle a bit, mm-hmm. um, and then you know. It, it, it's just going to depend. I mean, it's also uh, what he's working with as well. Um, you know, with the Eagles, with their Super Bowl season, they had Alshon Jeffrey and uh, a, a lot of, you know, talented running backs and stuff like that. Mm. You know, with Jacksonville, they have Leonard Fournette back there. And, um, you know, their receiving core, I don't think, is as good as the one that the Eagles had the Super Bowl winning year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I look, I, Nick Foles is very talented, and I think that he could he could do well. I just don't know if 
for what he got paid, he's worth that. That's a lot of money. That is it, a lot of money to dish out. It's a ton. It is a ton of money. Um, I mean, I always liked Nick Foles even with his first stand with the Eagles. Um, I, I, my thing with him is that he was able to take hits and get right back up and be able to throw the ball. Um, yeah. he didn't really have anybody helping him though at the time. Um, I will. So I guess that kind of helps your argument though because he had decent receivers. He had a good system with Doug Peterson. Um, I think he's still talented. I don't now. I don't know about the money, but he's. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. But he's somebody who could do some damage for a little while. Um, I'm not sure. I don't really know who he's throwing to, but well, I, I for some reason like I'm blanking on like I know a couple of the receivers like but you know D.D. Westbrook who's kind of been a guy that came up recently. Um, yeah. You know, but, you know, they lost Allen Robinson last year to the Chicago. So, like, it, you know, they, it, I don't want to say they're no names because they are receivers on the rise. Um, you know, I'm trying, well, I can't think of his first, Ke- uh, Keelan Cole is another one they have. Um, sure. But, like, these are guys that are not superstars by any means. Yeah. I mean, so if he has someone, if I, I feel like if he has halfway decent receivers or people to throw to, he's going to be fine. Um, I it, we'll have to see if he's worth the money. He's so we're gonna have to see in his first season. Really, we'll be able to tell pretty pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. but there's something to be said for Carson Wentz getting hurt, Nick Foles stepping up, and yeah, you know, a good system can can make a quarterback. But when you get to a Super Bowl, in after not playing for most of the season, I think that speaks something for his skill. Um, yeah. by a lot. So I I think he still has some. Uh, he still has some skill on him, and I think he'll be able to take it to Jacksonville. I guess the question becomes: Is he is he worth the money? Is he actually as good as he showed himself to be in Philadelphia? Because before that, yeah, he was making the round in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, so, I, um, I mean, he is thirty now. Um, right. So I mean, it's not he can it, still play, man. I mean, he's still prob- got some time. I, it's funny because, like you know, thirty is really for any other sport is you're starting to get to that older level, but that's still basically mm-hmm. your prime. Right. But in the NFL, with just the shelf life of players, it's like 30 in the NFL is like old. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll kind of see how he pans out. I, I just don't know. I, I'm a little hesitant. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I think that it's possible he flops. And if he does, right. I wouldn't be surprised. You yeah. know, you're, 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 what? So eighty-eight over. He's getting paid twenty-two million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I, that's a to me. That's a gamble. I I, I don't know. It, it is a gamble. It, it is it is a gamble. And this is where he has to prove himself in, in a team like Jackson Jacksonville, right? Who has needed some quarterback help for a long time now. Jesus yeah. H. Um, yeah, that like was mortals. horrendous. <laughs> that was horrendous. Yeah. Oh my god. Was not the answer. <laughs> nope, absolutely not. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I see where you're coming from. I'm not sure if I totally agree with it yet. Um, but I think this first season is going to be really telling about how good he is. But I also understand Jacksonville is not in the best place in the world. So man, it's, it's going to be funny. They um, had a fall from grace, though. I, they, from, they they did from man. An AFC were... Championship to where they were last year. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it it is weird, and I haven't heard a thing from Ramsey recently. Wonder why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> asshole. Um, 
Yeah, right, we'll have to see. I see, like I said, see where you're coming from. Uh, he's wearing number seven, by the way, fun fact. Uh, he's going yeah, back I to the original that, number. That was weird. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I seen that, and I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. But Yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, you you know just as well as I know, numbers are always an important thing for any athlete, right? There's always yeah. a number that you associate yourself with. For me, it was, it was always number 20. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I've always stuck with the number in really any sport I possibly could. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's good, um, but it, it's going to be this the first couple weeks of the season where it's like, okay, yeah, is he the real deal? Is he going to be the guy that's going to carry the Jaguars or start at least carrying the Jaguars back to some type of glory uh, the, this season? But we'll have to see. It'll be interesting. I think he's still going to be good. Um, I also I have to go read his tri- uh, Players' Tribune piece. Um, yeah, I, he basically I, wrote a love letter to Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, once he was signed I, with Jacksonville, I haven't read it yet, but I got to go read that. I think even in his like press, his uh, like introductory press conference to Jacksonville, he said something like, "I always love Philadelphia" or something. like I mean, that. you can't not mention them after everything you just went through it, with them. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I mean, I don't even think Jacksonville even minded that. They, they, that's a, it's a story for the ages. And of course, it yeah. happened right in Philadelphia. Yeah, really. So, um, gotta love it. I they, hit my mic there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the next story, I ha- the the next one I have here is it's. I only added this because I think it's very funny. So Anthony Barr, yeah, uh, who you know was with the Vikings last year. Uh, goes into free agency. She's like, all right, I'm going to sign a deal with the New York Jets. And then, so I see that, and then, you know, I see that notification. And then, right. like, three hours later, I see uh, Anthony Barr changes mind. He's resigning the Vikings. Yep. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, interesting there. So the deal is worth five. It's a five-year deal uh, worth $67.5 million, 33 that is guaranteed. He is a very good linebacker. Mm. Um but just like I said, I added that uh, because I thought that was pretty funny. Um, let's see. Uh, well, I will say one thing, as you'll kind of see through this trend. I don't know what has happened to the Jets and the Raiders this offseason, but they are just firing blows at each other. Like they are mm-hmm. one, they sign somebody, the other team signs another, they come back with another signing. Yeah, uh, a bit a big one here. I, I, this one kind of sucks because I I was really hoping that the Broncos would sign them, but um. They didn't, of course, because yep. they don't fucking sign anybody. C.J. Mosley, uh, <laughs> the linebacker for the Ravens last year, um, signed a five-year, $85 million deal with the New York Jets. Um, again, a guy that I was hoping that the Broncos would get, but didn't. Uh, but, you know, the like I said, as you see through this, the Jets and the Raiders really made strides this offseason. The Jets really improved their defense, and this is a big piece um at the linebacker position mm-hmm. um and it's it, it, yeah he's and the other thing is too he's on his prime still he's only 26 years old right. uh and it, you know the the jets have a, a with all the signings they did make they have a pretty decent defense now um and like i said you know this uh, as a middle linebacker it's a I mean, obviously, every position on defense is important, but middle linebacker is always one of the most important, in my opinion, on defense, and and that's where he plays. And uh, I would not be surprised to see him at a pro ball this year. Um, and you know, we'll kind of see how this works because it is it is a a very hefty deal um, mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, you know, 
it's always it, it, i mean that's that's kind of the trend with sports now you have to overpay in free agency to get guys uh, that's kind of how it is and that's the nfl is also like that so i mean I'm, i don't really look too much into that um because yeah. like i said you do have to overpay but uh mosley has 574 career tackles which was fifth in raven's history uh at right. 26 years old <laughs> so that kind of tells you where you need to be uh he, i believe uh, i'm trying to think i think he used to play at alabama because now i'm mixing them up but i'm pretty sure he used to play at alabama and he was a beast um in college um but that's near nor here nor there um, I, I, don't, I don't know anything about his college career so i can't really can't really say <laughs> so a guy that's been kind of bouncing around for as good as he is uh Tyron Matthew, uh, who was with the Cardinals last year, signed the one-year deal with the Texans. He now moves on to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for three years for $42 million. Um, Tyron Matthew has always kind of been a, a an interesting case because, I, and I can't remember what it was. I mean, he's had injury problems, but I'm pretty sure he, he was in some legal trouble as well. Um, you know, that kind of made him fall in the draft, but, you know, maybe he finds a home here in Kansas City, who, uh, which I guess I'll talk about now as well. Um, Kansas City released Eric Berry, <clears throat> which was kind of a, uh, that, that's a big deal. I mean, first of all, you know, I, I, I kind of have Mossberg out, but I want to talk about this all at the same time. Let me, let me finish up on the Tyron Matthew point real quick, because like yeah. I said. Yeah, we're going to um, go with Berry in a second, because there's a lot yeah. to unpack there. Well, there's a lot to talk about with the Chiefs' defense because they yes. fucking blew it up, um, which was already a bad defense. But yeah, yeah they he, were the worst defense in the league, I think. Yeah, I they had the best one. offense in the league, but the worst defense in the league, statistically yeah. speaking. Um, so yeah, last year Matthew had a uh, a seven year. Uh, I'm sorry, a one million. Jesus Christ, a one year deal for seven million dollars last season. Um, and he came to Houston and, you know, he played well. Um, Houston had a decent season last year. Obviously, uh, got upset in the first round, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's always been a good player, uh, and they, they add him back there. But with that being said, the, the Chiefs (laughs) made a lot of interesting moves. Um, the first one, like I did say, they did release Eric Berry, who, um, I don't, you know, he's a very good player. The problem that he's been having and was the same case last year is that uh, he's just been so injured. Um, last year, he missed most of the year uh, with, I think it was like a heel injury or something. It was definitely lower body. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been there for nine years. As a Broncos fan, I mean, he's been one of the best defensive players in the division, I would say. Uh, he, you know, he was the guy that uh, for... For like, uh, I'm trying to, I don't, can't remember. I think he did play in the AFC Championship game this year. Um, but, did you he? know, I'm trying to think because he was always the guy that would cover Gronk when they would play the Patriots and would shut right. him down pretty well. Um, so, you know, he's just a, a big time safety. Uh, but they cut him, like I said, with, with the injury problems. I mean, he's only 30. Um, you know, he was, like I said, very injury Injury, he had a lot of injury problems. That was the big thing with him, and that's pr- yeah. basically the reason why they cut him. Um, it, it's it's it is unfortunate. I mean, he will fly, find a home, I'm sure soon. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, um, a guy like that doesn't stay free for very long. Yeah. 
Uh, somebody would take a shot on them, a uh, contender. Uh, honestly, I, I know the one team, of course, that has been t- talked about is the Browns. Um, yeah, there's a lot of reason for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Browns are like apparently the fucking Super Bowl champions already. Oh, yeah. Didn't know? Uh, you didn't, you, did you not get the memo recently? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But, I mean, the other moves that the Chiefs made, um, they cut Justin Houston. Uh, again, I know I just said this about Eric Berry, but as a Broncos fan, one of the best defensive players in the in the, uh, in the the AFC West. And as watching, you know, two times a year with the Chiefs and watching the Chiefs for the seasons, I always thought that Houston and Barry were their best defensive players, and they're both gone now. Right. Um, you know, Houston would have made $15 million this year, uh, so they did cut them. Right. Um, but, uh, again, another big move. Um, uh, just a fucking – he's a beast. Uh, I, I really like Justin Houston. He's he's again is thirty as well, so you're at that point of your career, especially as a defensive player. I mean, we, I know we just talked about Foles turning thirty, but I think it's a little bit different for quarterbacks. Um, but I mean, thirty as a defensive player, I mean that that is a little you are taking a beating. Um, mm. But I think he still has a lot left in the tank, and again, a guy who will sign somewhere and be an impact player. Yeah, um, for okay. sure. Um, so. So yeah, he the original deal he signed was a six year in 2015 was a six year deal worth 101 million dollars. Um, so what he's got two years left. Well, yeah, he would have, yeah. So he got cut. Um, right. But that that deal made him the highest defensive player. You know, at the time was he was uh, the highest paid defensive player. Um, but yeah, I guess the Chiefs just thought he wasn't worth the money, so they so they release him. Mm-hmm. And the last deal they made um, was a deal to send D Ford, uh, who's an ed, who was an edge rusher, I should say, for them, to San Francisco. Um, again, just one of their better defensive players who just, you know, they just send away. They got a do, do get a twenty twenty second round pick out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and D Ford, uh, after the trade was announced, signed a five year deal uh, worth eighty seven point five million dollars with the uh, with the Forty Niners, but. Uh, now you know we just went through three subtractions. I mean, they do make the addition of Matthew back there, but three subtractions. I mean, this <laughs> this could be a potentially really bad defense next year again, and it's going to be the question of can that offense be as good as it was last year to carry that defense? I don't know if I, I just don't know. I mean, it's I. I, I just feel like the Chiefs games next year are going to end like 50 to 50, like every week. Like, that's just kind of the feeling I have for them. Because I, I just don't know who you have back here. That, that's they need a new system. Anybody now. I mean, they I, need a new system. It's funny, too, because Andy, like, Andy Reid being a coach or like a team, like, you know, Andy Reid is a very well rounded coach. And, like, I always thought, like, offensively and defensively, and always had the right players, but. Um, I guess they're gonna have to get some guys in the draft. Like, you know, yeah. I I don't. It's it's gonna be a really bad defense. I, I would not be surprised if again, it's one of those things where the Chiefs have the best offense, but the the worst defense. Uh, that would or Mahomes me. falls from complete grace. Uh, that, that would that, be something. That would be 
honestly tragic (laughs) (laughs) if if we start seeing that kind of thing happen. But, yeah, I mean, it's just... I I honestly can't wait to see. I mean, um, I guess the good news for that is if you're an NFL fan, is that if their defense is going to suck that bad, that opens up their offense more and that is right. one of the most prolific. Like, that is the most prolific offense in the league. In the league, yeah. so it makes for entertaining football. It's just that, as a Chiefs fan, I would not be happy uh, with the moves they had made on defense. But sure, and we'll uh, we'll see how that works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a minor deal here, but kind of a sentimental one, I guess, for the Philadelphia area. Uh, Deshaun Jackson traded back to the Eagles. Um, for it was Deshaun. Jackson and a seventh round pick for a sixth round pick. Um, basically, Tampa just giving him back to the Eagles. And uh, Deshaun uh, had a lot of things happen last year. The whole thing with Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, after they benched Fitzpatrick again and bought, uh, brought um, Winston back in, he was clearly unhappy. So they wanted a trade, didn't trade him. They trade him this offseason, and the team he said he wanted to go to was the Eagles, so he gets his wish. And I think it was like Instagram Live or something after the trade happened. He was on there and uh, was ecstatic. Uh, yep. So, you know, kind yeah. of a kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say depth option because I, I still think Jackson could be a, maybe like a, their number their number two behind Alshon, maybe. Sure. Um, now, I, you know, maybe, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Maybe they're three because I forgot to have Aguilar there. So sure. uh, it's just kind of a depth move for them at this point. I mean, Jackson is 32. So um, we'll see how much he has left in the tank. Always I mean, one of the best. Bad, that's not a bad depth move either, by the way. No, he, he's always, like, he just has blazing speed, which is also something that, right. like, like the, the Eagles, um, you know, Aguilar is fast and, and Jeffrey, I guess, is faster to an extent, but like they need that burner. And I guess right. they have him here. So, like I said, kind of a sentimental. I'm excited to see him back. I mean, he was, he was, he was a, a walking highlight reel when he was in Philly originally. It, man. It, Jesus. It's, it's kind of a shame because Chip Kelly, like, kind of imploded that team because of his yeah. own views. Like the whole thing with, uh, you know, his t- um, Jackson size to gangs and then the whole thing with McCoy. And then it's like, is Chip Kelly racist? It's sure fucking seems like it. <laughs> uh, uh, he's so, in the wrong sport. Yeah, <laughs> if, uh, exactly. I'm just saying. Uh, um, geez, but like big old yikes. But yeah, I mean, they kind of uh, and there's a lot of rumors about McCoy, like maybe wanting to come back. So they get DJX back. So um <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Chip Kelly's a fucking idiot. That's all I gotta say. Uh, um, yeah, you have a whole line of people who are inclined to agree with you. Um, <laughs> fucking Christ. One of I the, don't uh, ever want to talk about that stint with Eagles ever again. Yeah. I'm not even an Eagles fan, and that hurt me. Like, yeah. God's sakes, man. Um, one of the bigger, the other, you know, another big free agent that was out there this offseason was Landon Collins, uh, who was a safety last year for the Giants. He moves on to the Redskins uh, for six years, uh, $84 million. So stays in the division, and I'm sure he'll have fun picking off uh, fucking Eli Manning 19 times a game because <laughs> the Giants still think that he's the option at quarterback. But I, Man, no. Yeah, really. You you okay? Uh, you have a core that you're starting to build now, and then 
you still think, and after another lackluster season out of him, you think he's still the answer? I don't. What is the logic for this? Like, yeah, I don't get it. The Giants are a mess, but uh, <laughs> they are. A mess. It, it, but they are a mess, and you gotta love them dearly. This, you know, it's a, it's a. This one's interesting to me because the Redskins are at a point right now where they're not anywhere close to a Super Bowl, and I. I almost thought like Collins would want to go to a team where he had a chance to win. I, look, he's still a young guy. Like it's not a problem where he's gonna, you know, this is gonna be his last stint here or something. But you, you, you have to ask the question, kind of, and this always happens with everything. Mm. Um, is it the money or is it the team? Like I, you know, <laughs> this right. this this to me this feels like this was his best deal, so that's why he took it. Which fair play, uh, I'm not yeah. discounting that, but it's just like sometimes it's like maybe I should take like two million dollars less to go to a contender. Um, we we would uh, find ourselves asking that question when when all these huge contracts happen. Uh, yeah. If it's if it's worth it, if they're not going to be a contender, but I mean, a lot of guys are just willing to sit on the money. And yeah, Godspeed to them, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like I said, uh, he's a he's a, one of the most talented safeties in the league. Maybe that helps their defense. And and look, I mean, <laughs> the way that division was looking last year, the NFC East. I guess like if that's the way the division is going to be this year, anybody has a chance. Yep. Um, because for a while that division was in a loop, uh, and then by the end it kind of straightened itself out. But mm-hmm. uh, for a while, I mean, the, I think through like ten games of the season, the Redskins were in first place, and then they they ended the season like with I don't know seven wins, I think. Yeah. So yeah, you never know. Um, that was but, a weird uh, time. The NFC East is always. Uh, it's either like there's always one really good team and three really bad teams like everybody equally sucks <laughs> that, that seems like it's that's always yeah that's all that's always seems to be the case yeah um all right let's get to some a couple moves that the broncos made so i'll talk about these um mm-hmm. quickly but important moves for us for sure so uh the, the i was very happy happy about this one um through the past couple of years basically since the super bowl uh, the offensive line for the Denver Broncos has been atrocious. Um, they they addressed that uh, with Juwan James. They signed him to a four-year deal worth fifty-one million dollars. It's a hefty deal for sure. Um, he, I mean, it, it's hefty already, but this deal does make him the highest-paid right tackle in the NFL. Which, you know, he he is one of the best in the game right now. So it's it's. It's worth it, and but it's, again, it's kind of one of those things where you have to overpay. But uh, 26 years old, and like I said, being one of the better um, right tackles in the league, uh, I'm very excited about this. Like I said, it's it's a big help. Now the thing about it is they did just lose their center, uh, Matt Paradis, signed with the Panthers, who was very good as well. So it's like you add one and subtract one. So is it worth it? Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, Denver's had so many fucking problems on the offensive line. It's it's been it's been it, bad, terrible. I like uh, part of it has just been bad quarterback play is a lot of their issue. But I mean, the bad quarterback play is also because of a bad offensive line. So right. Um, and look, I mean, Philip Lindsay was one of the breakout stars of the NFL last year. You know, get him an offensive line and uh, help Flacco out. 
You never know, man. I, I don't think no. I, I don't think the Broncos are uh, like a. I don't even really think they're a playoff team at this point, but like you, you, uh, you maybe something works out. Um, mm-hmm. The other move they made, which uh, which I think is a good one as well, is Kareem Jackson, um, who is a defensive back, signs with them. Um, now, I mean, so they lost Bradley Roby. Uh, to, it was it was almost like a trade that was made because Kareem Jackson came from Houston to the Broncos and. Uh, Roby went from the Broncos to Houston, but I mean, Bradley Roby was a first round pick a few years ago for us and had high hopes. I, I think he really struggled last year. I thought sure. he was a big problem for us. And, um, you know, Kareem Jackson is a very underrated player, in my opinion. So, um, you know, we'll kind of see how it works out. I mean, he is on the like another player who's 30. <laughs> he mm-hmm. is 30. Um, and, and it kind of is the thing where it's like, well, the Broncos are not uh, probably at least not going to win a Super Bowl in the next, I would say, like three years. So, like, is it worth giving a 30-year-old a contract? But maybe it works out. Like I said, I think the Broncos are kind of – and I'm not just saying that's being a Broncos fan, but I think they're kind of an interesting team because I think they could either be really bad or, like, a playoff team. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's going to be one or the other. Like, I don't think there's going to be anything in between, like – they're either going to like suck or like kind of sneak into the playoffs and, you know, and then at that point when in the playoffs, anything can happen. So, right. um, yeah, a couple moves there for the Broncos, uh, and, you know, hopefully, uh, uh like I said, the one I'm, I am excited for is the right tackle. Um, cause like I said, that it will be a big help, but yeah. let's, uh, let's keep moving along. We still have a lot. It's all a ton to go to here. And it, there's just been so much. Uh, yeah. Eric Weddle uh, leaves the Ravens and joins the Rams to bolster that defense. Uh, that was already very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he leaves um, there. Um, it's a, just a two-year deal, like I said, only for $12.5 million, which is definitely a steal, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Uh, very good safety. Uh, another thing to note, um, I mean, we will get to one signing they made, but the Ravens had one of the best defenses. They had, I think they had the best defense in the league last year. Uh, and they lost a lot of guys, a lot okay. of guys. So it's going to be uh, just – I don't know what's going to happen with them, Eric Whittle being one of them. Yeah. Um, not much out of that, just kind of reporting on that. Um, but like I said, it's uh, – it's uh, that – that to me is not so much of a move for the Rams because like it's going to be a very good move for them. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's just one where it's like for the Ra- the Ravens rather. It's just like damn, they lost a lot of good pieces. So we'll see yeah. how that how the defense responds next year. Um, we'll move on. Well, <laughs> this I I want to get your I, I'm interested to hear your opinion. So yep. um, Michael Bennett. <laughs> Going to New England in a trade from the Eagles. Uh, oh my God! I, the trade was for a fifth round pick. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The, so the Eagles receive a fifth round pick, and the Patriots receive a seventh round pick. And Michael Bennett, uh, a guy with a lot of talent on the field, but a lot of problems off the field. Um, I mean, again, a very good player uh, who. With the Patriots always being good every year, might push him over the edge again for another mm. fucking Super Bowl. How are we feeling about this? <laughs> okay, um, it 
it's 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 a weird situation um because there's actually two people involved in this deal right because yeah the idea and that's what's interesting about it to me is that and yeah he he's had some off-field things but the most interesting thing to me was the idea that so he joins and his brother now wants out right yeah so he he um is coming out of retirement for this so you uh, would have yeah the Bennett to the McCordys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Um, I I mean, I don't think it's confirmed that he's coming out of retirement at this point. No, it's not. But that's the idea. Yeah, exactly. That I'm currently hearing. It, it's possible. But I don't think it's confirmed yet either. But it is very, very possible. Um, I, I don't mind the pickup at all, really, especially for what we gave away for it. Um, it's just a matter of can he stay on the field? <laughs> yeah. Um, if he if he has some, you know, we're already dealing with Gordon and his issues. Um, so you know, I don't want to deal with somebody else like that. I mean, look at what the Steelers are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just it, it, I, I don't mind the I don't mind this pickup at all, uh, really. Um, I mean, in my I don't opinion, think it's a blockbuster like, at all. Like the Patriots always find a like because it's the same thing with Gordon. Now, I mean, Gordon yeah. is a little bit of a different issue because a lot of I think you know a lot of that is a kind of a mental health thing I think that's sure. going on. But like that, they, they the Patriots have a way of taking players that have a bad history and straighten them straighten, straightening them out under Belichick. Sure. Uh, because guess what? You go to the Patriots, you're gonna the idea <laughs> every year win. is to win the Super Bowl. Right. So when players go there, and especially under that coach, the idea is that you go there and it's all serious, and you go there to win. So right. you play to win the game. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I think it's a very good pickup for the Patriots. Um, yeah. And and like you said, it is funny because now does Bennett come out of retirement for this? And and. Uh, yeah i like i don't think this just you know i don't think this changes much like i don't think it's like a blockbuster deal it's just always it's just funny with all the things um that surround it with the possibility of this deal being worth two players mm-hmm. so that's that, that's my take on it really um i i hope he's a force but uh i'm not really holding my breath about it yeah um i don't know i i like i said i i think it's uh... I think it's an underrated because I don't think that he many is underrated. Are, with, I just with don't think he's with, franchise. With everything else going on right now, I think this is a very underrated deal. I guess you know, yeah, especially for what we gave away. Yeah, like like with all the deals going on right now, I think this is a very underrated. Like, and again, it's with the Patriots, so you always have to say, well, every deal could could turn them oh, into yeah. Super Bowl, but. Like this might just be again another piece that helps them get back to the Super Bowl. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, uh, what people are sh- maybe considering a minor deal could be some a big deal in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing at this because not about the deal, but something that preceded this. So Golden Tate signs a four year deal with a thir- uh, four year thirty seven and a half million dollar deal with the Giants. The funny part about this is, I don't know if you've seen it, but he put out basically a video, uh, I think it was, I, I don't know, on Twitter or Instagram, um, basically going off of Jerry Maguire and talking about, you know, just like this contract he's getting. He did like yeah. basically a skit, and it was actually pretty funny. I have not seen it, no. Um, but 
basically the Giants here patching a, <laughs> a broken bone with a Band-Aid, uh, which <laughs> we'll get to in a second. But, I like that um, analogy. Oh, my God. But, uh, you know, I don't know. If I'm a Giants fan right now, I don't. I'm on suicide watch because yeah. of what's happened. And by the way, poor Saquon Barkley because yep, um, you know he is a very promising player and and will be a good player. But a lot is falling around him, and it's also unfortunate because like a lot of sports outlets now are talking about how they should have taken a quarterback last year with their their second overall pick, and um, they should have. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, Saquon Barkley may end up being the best player out of that draft, and I and I don't think it's unreasonable. No, it's um, not. It's just that quarterbacks are so important. Yeah, um, I mean, and quarterbacks quarterbacks are franchise. Yeah, like they're always the franchise, right? And you have a guy like Eli Manning, and he's on the decline. But I, I think they're tanking. I they they're they're getting in the top five. I think unless is there somebody is there a trade that it would be somebody else's property that I'm not aware of. Um, well, I, I, so the, I don't know what their plan is because they do have a high pick coming up and now they have picks from the, the Browns. So you would assume that they would take a quarterback, but they have to, you never know. They have to take a quarterback. If they don't take a quarterback, there is going to be riots in the streets. Like there's like Saquon Barkley. Okay, cool. You, you, you got Saquon Barkley, a a, a player who, well, I don't know if he's going to stick around now. (laughs) <laughs> but if you don't get a quarterback, he's definitely not going to stick around. So now the Giants got to make this worth it. Yeah. Like I said, I, uh, I, I, I believe that Saquon has a very good chance of being the best player out of that draft. But it's just unfortunate because I kind of the rule of thumb is if you don't have a quarterback, you don't really have any hope. Um, and that's kind of no. the what's going on. Uh, look, I mean, Eli is... I, I, uh, He's he had his heyday. I mean, he was a very good yeah. quarterback, but he you know he can barely throw the ball over twenty yards at this point. So, um, yeah, I mean they they need to do something there. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, like I said, we'll get to that trade in a second. But um, Golden Tate signs there. Uh, I always like the last, Tate. Actually, this is not the last for agent. Well, I was, let me sorry. I'm gonna move my. Uh, you want you want to you want to try that again or? Well, I I I, I had a set. <laughs> Topic. Uh, I had a set list here, uh, but we'll get to the uh, the um, yeah. I'm struggling here. Uh, we will get to the trades after we get to the free agent signing. So, um, the the Ravens did make some signings. Uh, they get Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram. Uh, Earl Thomas being the safety to replace Weddle, and Mark Ingram a good back. I mean, he he him and Kamara and um, New Orleans was a, a very good duo, um, yep. but it was kind of at that point where, uh, you know, he he wants to be the guy somewhere, and and at this point he gets it. And in his absence, the the Saints did a very good job because obviously they still have Kamara there, and they signed Latavius Murray, who was a lot like Mark Ingram, kind of your goal line back where Kamara is everything else. <laughs> uh, I, I like that. Yeah, he is so, now. Um, the deal for Thomas is four years, $55 million. Uh, you know, a lot of reports about him possibly going to the Cowboys. Obviously that doesn't happen though. Um, fuck, I think that, I think that was more of a product of Cowboys fans just fucking being Cowboys fans and hyping everything up. Uh, Ingram though, it's just, it's funny. I mean, he gets three years for $15 million. I thought he would have got a little bit more than that, but a uh, bit, a little bit of a team friendly deal there. 
Um, like it's five million dollars a year. Promise the rebuild around Lamar Jackson. I mean, I don't even know if you can say, but I guess it's not. Even, it's not really a rebuild. It's no, like a, a, re- a retool. Cool. I would say. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like. I mean, they were a good team last year. I mean, they made the playoffs, but they did lose a lot of guys, and it's at the point now where it's like, hey, man, if if Lamar Jackson fucks up, you don't have Joe Flacco behind him anymore. Yeah, um, right. This is going to be. This is Jackson's. Like, we're throwing you to the wolves now. You're the yeah. guy. Yeah. Show us we didn't make a mistake. Yeah. Because um, I got to think that that was a lot of the conversation before the Flacco thing. Because, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Flacco could have stayed. I mean, I, I don't think there was anything wrong with him staying. I mean, look, like, this is the reason I'm kind of optimistic for him in Denver is because, like, before he got injured last year and, and, Jackson ended up taking over. He was having a, a fantastic year, like like yeah. one of the best years he's had in a long time. So uh, that's why I'm kind of holding out hope. But like that's the thing now for the Ravens is, I mean, their their backup quarterback, I believe, I don't know if he's resigned yet or not, but it would be Robert Griffin the third, who <laughs> is well, it, it's it is like that, but it is good for them because of how they run their offense. It, they mm-hmm. run like a college offense at this point, like with a lot of. Lamar Jackson running, and that's kind of Robert Griffin's game. So it's mm. like it kind of works for them. But I think he re- re- revived the running quarterback. Like I mean, obviously yeah. Mike Vick was always that guy, um, and we've talked about that before uh, yeah. with Lamar. Um, we made that comparison. I, but, I mean, um, it, it it was like I mean, obviously Vick, and then you had yeah. like Colin Kaepernick was like sure. I mean to an extent. I mean he was sure. he had a good arm too. But uh, yeah. Robert Griffin the third. Now you got mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, like I said, it's. For, I hope for the Ravens' sake that Lamar and, and I, I like Lamar Jackson. He was a, a, a great college quarterback, but you know, hope the whole question was, well, will it translate to the NFL? And last year it did. You just kind of have to hope for them that it continues that way. Right. Yep. Um, and I, I, I mean, I think no matter what, the Ravens' offense is going to be really fun to watch because you, you yeah. mentioned college offense. I mean, no matter what, it's going to be interesting. Lamar is going to be all over the field. Um. And and he's able to, he's able to throw some dimes, man. Don't don't ever count that yeah. out. He's able to throw dimes, so we'll have to see if um we'll have to see if uh, he's the real deal. So we have after all that, we have three more signing. Well, one more signing and two trades left, and these are the big ones that everybody's been waiting for. <laughs> uh, Le'Veon Bell signs a four year deal, fifty two million, fifty two and a half million dollar contract with the New York Jets. Can we, uh, can we uh, can we just um can we hold on a second? Um, it's finally fucking over. <laughs> I think how many, dude? I, I think we talked about Le'Veon on about every podcast from September to like we, November. We did, and like I, I we've been talking about Le'Veon Bell basically since we started the podcast. Like, yeah, it, we really, it, yeah, you're not wrong. You're <laughs> not wrong. Like, I'm pretty sure this whole saga oh started. Out of the podcast. All right, and just like that, guys, we're ending the podcast. That's it. That's all <laughs> this podcast is made for, so we can just talk about Le'Veon Bell. It's been a good run. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you never. <laughs> uh, like, eh, yeah, it's funny you say that because it literally is true. Um, oh God. But yeah, the saga is over. Uh, what, I, I, I will say, if you would have told me back in June of last year that all this would have happened with the Steelers and Le'Veon and Antonio Brown and all this happened last year, I would have said no chance. Like I would have said Le'Veon would have played last year. 
they would have made the playoffs, would have been a Super Bowl contender. Contender, you know, Brown would not have been traded at this point. It's all falling apart, and and the Jets were a team for a, that were that were one of the favorites for Le'Veon uh, for a, a while. Uh, the Jets were there. The Colts were there as a as a possible favorite destination. Um, it was. So it always, it's been the Jets for a while though, like for a solid uh, couple yeah. of months. Yeah, it it really has been. I mean, that was the big talk because they mm-hmm. had a lot of cap space and. Um, kind of needed i mean it's it's kind of unfortunate because isaiah Crowell had a very good year last year by his standards and he got cut uh just because of the guy they brought him he's a good running back so it kind of sucks for him but it's it is the business uh so levian comes in um like i said uh, it's just kind of incredible that he didn't play last year uh i just you, you just in my eyes i didn't see it uh, but yeah, the, the, you know, the kind of the teams in the end, it looked like were the Ravens, the Colts and the Jets, and he goes to the Jets. Uh, and, and like I said before with the Jets, I mean, they, they use their cap space to the, their advantage this year. I mean, they did make a lot of signings. I still, I, I mean, you're going to get the hot take button ready because I put this, I put this in the chat and I got a lot of flack for it. Um, but I still, in my opinion. And we'll get to the Browns in a second, but in my opinion, the Jets are like an eight and eight team this year, and the Browns are like a nine and seven team, which is still good. I still think nine and seven for the Browns is good, but I just I people are talking like the Jets are now Super Bowl favorites. They went four no. and twelve last year. Get the fuck out of here. And they, <laughs> like, they have a, I I I mean, I'm not gonna say that he's not gonna make an impact on the team. He is. He's definitely gonna get them a few more wins this time around. I just no, I do not think they're there yet. They are nowhere close. Yeah. I think they have a lot left to fix. I mean, good. They got the they have the star running back. They have the diva. Good for you. Um, yeah. You're you're gonna see improvement. You're gonna be excited with your first few weeks. But you're gonna realize really quickly where all your holes are. I mean, look, like they made good signs. The the other ones we didn't really talk about for the Jets yeah. were Jamison Crowder, who's a good receiver, comes over. Um, they got Clutchy Assembly from the uh, Raiders and a, and a deal, who is an offensive lineman, and then obviously improved the defense, but. Um, you know, I, does, that does not make them Super Bowl favorites. No, I, no, not at I, all. Wait, I, like, I mean, there's a lot of work to be made, and and they and you know they made a lot of good strides in the offensive line as well. But they still have the Patriots to go through. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's still the Patriots division to lose. So it 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 it'll it's it's you know. He he was being such a diva about this too. By yeah. the way, he was tweeting. He's like, "Oh, there's so many deals on the table. Which one do I take?" Yeah, he was he was kind of being an asshole. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. He was he was playing. Yeah, look, I mean, he, he oh, was God. pulling the entertainment factor, but um, but he's yeah. gonna have he's gonna have a career as a, a DJ or something after after <laughs> he's done, man. I mean, Jesus, I. So- so Dude, as, you say, as you say, the saga is over. That's enough. Hopefully, we don't have to talk about Le'Veon until fucking yeah. the season starts and he's doing well. And not we've had a wonderful else. opportunity producing this podcast, but like I said, it will be coming to an end. <laughs> um. All right, and then the, the other big thing again with the Steelers. I sound a little more excited about it, why don't you? I, I, look, I'm not. I, look, <laughs> I know I sound like a Steelers fan right now. God damn. <laughs> um. Fucking Yinzer. Who is very depressed right now? Uh, Steelers. If you're a Steelers fan right now, you're depressed, like I just sounded. 
uh, because not only did you lose franchise running back, but you lost your franchise wide receiver uh, and got fucking nothing out of it. Steelers, what, what, what do you – I hope you still enjoy Big Ben, by the way. And the yeah. best thing about your season next season is going to be Connor. So I, I, I will say this for the Steelers. I mean, Bell and Brown are, are – Kind of problems <laughs> off the like like they're they're, they, they're they're divas like you said and it kind of destroyed that team internally like I, I there was a lot of things saying like Big Ben's like hey man if he's not gone I'm gone and they stuck with Big Ben um which is a bold move uh, like I I think part of that is just loyalty at, I mean at this point I mean he's been their guy for so long and you, you know he's he's still a top quarterback. I mean, he's definitely declining. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he's still one of the top in the game. And I think it's kind of more than that. And I think Antonio Brown is sort of a cancer. Like I think they were kind of, it but, was kind of the case, but AB and even AB is one of those receivers that it doesn't matter who's throwing to him. He'll, yeah. he'll make the play. Le'Veon Bell can, you know, walk on a tightrope and get to the end zone through the, through the fucking defensive line. It's ridiculous what he can do, but, I just Big Ben's on the decline. AB and Le'Veon Bell are still kind of in their prime. It's I, I, still I, strange to yeah. me that you and I, yeah, I, I, I can't totally trash loyalty because it's something I still believe in for a team. Um, but in this case, you're losing those two players. That, I, I mean. I, I, I think. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. I'm, no, you're fine. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I think it really. I don't know if you're the Steelers. If there's much you can do, because they really forced yeah. your hand. I mean, Le'Veon, they made the right place. <laughs> Le'Veon held out, right? So it's right. not like you could have done anything there. But Antonio Brown was basically. I mean, he was basically saying that he like he made the trade request and was like. Uh, it was probably going to be one of those cases. If you didn't trade him, he was not going to play for you next year. Like he would just sit right. at, like he would just, you know, I, whatever. He wouldn't give it a hundred percent. Um, I don't know. I think really for me, the more startling thing about this is what I got for him. I mean, you get a third and a fifth round pick for <laughs> arguably the best receiver in football. Right. Um, and a lot. It's funny because a lot of people are making the comparison now. Uh, which is unfortunate for Amari Cooper, but they're saying basically the Raiders <laughs> traded Amari Cooper a third and a fifth for Antonio Antonio Brown in a first round pick, which I don't Dude. think is fair to Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper was a stud after he got traded to Dallas. Yeah. Um. So like, I don't think it's fair to him, but yeah, I mean, essentially that's kind of what happened, and it's kind of unfortunate. Mm. Uh. But hey, man, it's it sucks because uh. I mean, I don't know. I still think the Raiders have a lot to go, but I'm as a again saying this as a Broncos fan. I was like, just don't come to our division, and <laughs> he came to our division. I mean, it is. It, there was talks that Le'Veon might come to Kansas City, so like at least we want one for two there. I would have um, shot myself in the head. I <laughs> Jesus. But but yeah, I mean, and, and he did get a deal as soon as he signed there as well. Um, Three-year deal, fifty-four million dollars, thirty guaranteed, um, and he does have, uh, you know, he he did have a deal left with the Steelers, which was three years, thirty-eight. So they just gave him basically a, a little bit more money there, mm-hmm. uh, which he is worth. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> fucking poor Steelers, man. Poor Steelers. Uh, I, 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 they 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 turn this they turn this around or something somehow. I don't know, man. I I can't stand that freaking team. But yeah. uh, Jesus, I I I would love to get a Steelers fan on here, but I don't know any who would be uh, willing or able to talk about it in in, in, yeah. in full detail. I don't think, but. I would love to get a Steelers fan on here and and, and have them talk about what they think is going to happen for the season. Maybe I can find one. Yeah. Um, if anybody's I, listening, if you're if you're a Steelers fan and interested in talking about it on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, because like it, it's such again talk about a fall from grace. I mean, like I, I mean, I know I myself and a lot of people had them as possible Super Bowl favorites last year. They don't even make the playoffs, and now you lose two of your best players. Um, yeah. and I know everybody said, look, and I'm a big, I'm a huge Juju Smith-Schuster fan. Don't get me wrong. Oh, like, my I'm, boy Juju. I'm, I might be one of his biggest fans out there, but <laughs> I will say this, you know, he, he was doing well because he was a product of him being a second, like the second receiver. I mean, right. Antonio Brown was getting a lot of attention. You now throw to Juju. Will Juju now struggle being the number one option? That's the whole issue here. Um, yeah. He's he's the guy now. He's yeah. He's the guy. Um, so, can he prove himself? And and they have uh, James Washington, who was a second round pick last year for them, who is a talent, but you know he's still kind of raw at this point. Like he's not fully developed. Uh, yeah. But you know, does he maybe uh, step in? He's got to be a big. It's it's a big step. Uh, Juju tweeting out, by the way, after the trade uh, of Antonio Brown, I'm ready, uh, and a picture of his yeah. uh, great catch he made this year against the Raiders uh, with Antonio Brown in the background. So a little bit of a <laughs> shot there <laughs> by Juju. But uh, we'll move on to our last, finally get into our last topic um, about the NFL. It's been a long, long, long uh segment here but i kind of knew this was going to happen but this was kind of out of, i wouldn't say out of nowhere because it was being talked about trade rumors but a huge trade Odell beckham jr traded to the cleveland browns uh for a first round pick a second round pick and jabril prep jabril peppers uh who my boy jabril peppers <laughs> who will basically Fucking- be it's funny because he'll basically be the replacement to Landon Collins. Um, Fucking go blue, that yeah. dude! Oh my god, I was he's, I'm. He was a beast in Michigan, he, dude. Oh, oh my a, god, a difference maker. One oh, would say, Christ. <laughs> he and he played pretty well for the Browns as well. It's just you know, you, he was. He just kind of was in the background. Yeah, you, you, you get you know you have to give up something to get a ball. <laughs> what I was about to say is you have to give up something to get one of the best receivers in football, but obviously yeah. that's not true. Nope. <laughs> so say it with me. Fleeced. Yeah. Fucking really, Christ. I mean, you look at this. I mean, and I'm not going to say who's better, Antonio Brown or Odell, but you, it they're doesn't in fucking the, matter. Exactly. They're in the same tier. Yeah. And, and the Browns, you know, the Giants got this for Odell. Um, which I, you know, Giants fans are still pissed because Odell is one of the most popular players in the league and a talent, yeah. uh, and they're still pissed. But you got more than what the fucking Steelers got, so congratulations! Yeah, you, you, congratulations, you got something going for you. It's a fucking party, like yeah. <laughs> um, but this, uh, 
This is interesting. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Jarvis Landry have had a relationship, you know, uh, like a, a friendship basically throughout their life. I mean, I, they played high school ball together, both went to LSU, and now have are on the same NFL team. So that's pretty cool to see uh, them go through the ranks. But uh, it's going to be, you know, again, this was the whole thing last year. They the Browns made a couple of signings, and they were all of a sudden Super Bowl favorites. And and again, they're making moves this year. You gotta applaud them at least. I mean, they are making a lot you, of very good moves. It, it's um, it it you it, it was it was one thing when you had you know your Baker come up and and everything like that, but it's becoming more and more a reality. Yeah. as this goes on you know what i, I mean, mean like i said you have to give them credit i mean they, like it was only a year ago they literally had zero wins yep um and they've made moves they also got um again from the giants uh olivier vernon um who is you know a very good defensive player so i mean you bring him in now beckham i mean I still, again, don't think they're <laughs> like Super Bowl bound, but no. the progress is there, and and soon enough, you never know. And I and I was I, before even last year, I was really hoping Baker fell to the Broncos, uh, but obviously they the Browns seen something in him, one number one, and he showed Deservedly himself last so. year. Yeah, he showed himself last year. Yeah. Um, a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, comparisons to Johnny Manziel size wise and attitude wise and a lot of people were saying he might be a bust but uh if any if if what he did last year is an indication of what his career is going to be he's going to be a very good quarterback um he's going to be oh, very Johnny fun Manziel. to watch got kicked out of the CFL by the way yeah, yeah. I see, I've seen that <laughs> <laughs> poor guy he'll be in the uh, AAF in no time he's going to make the hall of fame for being the biggest bust ever I swear yeah uh, Johnny football Johnny Football, great college quarterback, and hmm. did not translate to any professional. Heisman winner, remember that. Heisman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of a. a this is, you know, I don't a, get this one. A, I really lot, don't. A lot of this is more for me, like, and I know I keep like going back to it, but just like what they got, like each team got, like that's more of the big deal for me than OBJ going to the Cleveland and. Yeah, you know, no. And Brown going to the, the the Raiders. Now, I want to ask this question because I'm still really not sure myself. So, um, obviously, the AFC North has now had a huge mix-up. Who, in your opinion, wins the division? Oh, if, if you're going off right now, like, just, like, kind of throwing it on the spot here. But right now... Yeah. I, I think the Bengals are a safe pick not to be. <laughs> so between the Browns, Ravens, and Steelers, who do you have one in the division? Man. It's tough. I, I don't this even know. This is tough. Um, Damn, because, dude. Because, like, because I the want, Browns have a chance. I, I, like, I want to say the Browns, and I think the Browns might be the team there, but it's just like... The Ravens are a good team as well. I, I'm, I, I'm gonna go. If, if I said right now, I would say the Browns would be my team. I to win the division. I don't know. I, if it's not the Browns, it's the Ravens. Um, yeah. But we might. What we might see is we might see the Ravens and the Browns would be pretty damn close. Um, I, I just can't wait for us to say this, and then like the Steelers, like Big Ben, just gonna like 
basically carry them like to the to the division like i can't wait for that to happen i want a whole fucking show in a in, in a few months time to just be all about the browns <laughs> and saying how they got and won the afc north yeah like oh my god i if it's not the Browns or the Ravens, I know Bengals are dead last. Steelers, unless they have to prove me wrong. I mean, they still, for all intents and purposes, um, they do have some weapons. And I, I don't they're, think they're gonna like because you're right. I mean, they still have James Conner there who proved himself. You and got we, and we we we, we kind of shit on. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we we yeah. kind of shit on Big Ben a little bit, but he's still a. a good yeah, quarterback so good. man i mean he he just is not the he's not going to be the guy who's able to carry anymore like he's just not at that status but he can I, still throw i mean i mean i'm not going to lie i'm a little scared to say it but i still i could definitely see the steelers still winning that division because i i don't think people, uh, like like look i mean obviously it's what there's happening to them is crazy they lost the two best players but i still think like there's something there it it it's, it always seems that way at least it's not completely Steelers. out of the question for them to win it i just i what i'm i'm saying this because i don't see any other way this can happen they need to lose this season terribly mm. if if steelers want to be making any decent changes this season's going to give them the kick in the ass mm-hmm. um it's one of those scenarios, you know what I mean? Like it's it's I'm not telling them to tank purposely. All I'm saying is if they end up becoming complacent and take the north or play second in the north, you might see them trying to stick with an aging team. With especially I, with Big Ben. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Cause I feel like that is kind of their thing. Like I feel like that's happening a lot in sports now, is like Yeah. I, for I, I always kind of say this example, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but in basketball, for right. example, in my opinion, I, I I just don't see anybody booing the Warriors um, in right. the finals, that is. So, like, you have teams that are kind of hanging on. It's like, at this point, dude, just blow it up. Like, you're not, yeah. like, nobody's beating the Warriors. Just fuck it. Like, just blow it up. When that, when that you know, after this year, that, that core will basically be, well, maybe be gone. I mean, Durant will probably leave. Yeah. Um, so My next like, chapter, part two. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I, I dude. It's my favorite meme. My favorite sports meme of all time. I think that it is way too funny. It, it literally any signing that happens. Yeah. It's immediately uh, whatever team it was that got the signing in any yeah. sport with a picture of Kevin Durant with the freaking. So they had the Browns on him recently. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh Jesus. I'm like, trying to, it's there so was one funny. like there was one like non-sports related and it was so funny to me and I can't think of it but yeah I mean it's basically for everything anything that yep. good happens my next chapter yep uh but no who, I mean who, who did it, who did it worse though cousin Dur, uh Durant with uh them going to the Warriors because Durant I, going was a big deal well everybody's going to Durant going. but like I'll I would only say cousins because he literally is playing for like three cents this year just to right. win. Right. Um. But yeah. I mean. But no. I mean. Kind of bringing it back full circle. I mean. That, the thing with me is like I think that a lot of teams are kind of holding on to hope uh, yeah. that they can sometimes. But you know, there's just you're you're not gonna do it. And and in my opinion, and this might this is why I'll never be a man. Uh. You know, general manager in sports. Like it's like if you're not winning championships, 
be the worst you can possibly be so that you get higher draft picks and then can be a champion. <laughs> it's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's a fucking cycle like, in, in and, this game. And I understand that you got to keep fans in, in seats and right. you got to have interest. But like, that's kind of my, like that would be my philosophy. And again, why I would never be a GM. So I just, I just wish that, and, and this is coming from a Flyers fan, just trust me when I tell you, I get it. Um, you need to be willing to cut off like the low hanging fruit at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's that's just the problem with a lot of teams, especially the Philadelphia fucking Flyers. <laughs> um, there, there's guys that are just going to be holding the team back and just don't need to be at the team, and they'll probably have some trade value. So I just don't understand why everyone is so hesitant to make these kind of, or at least to at least inquire about them, right? So you know, let's say you know Big Ben starts to fall this season like terribly, mm-hmm. right? Why wouldn't the Steelers at least ping the market just a tiny bit to see who's willing to get him? Because I'm sure there's yeah. a bunch of teams who would give up some decent assets for him, even though he's kind of on the decline. And I so, mean, like, that's a, their whole thing. I mean, for all intents and purposes, like, basically, Le'Veon, this actually happened for, but basically for Brown as well, like, you basically got nothing for right. two. That's the problem. That, that's so, really why we're talking about this. They're, they got yeah. nobody got anything. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I mean that's my whole thing. I mean with Le'Veon, it was the whole contract situation. So why? I mean I know it could have been tough, but at least trying to sign him to that franchise tag so you could trade him, yeah, I think would have been would have been the option there. Um, but like I said, that's that's the biggest takeaway for me for this off season is basically what happened with. The the Steelers basically because and I'm not saying just the Steelers but it kind of outlines the NFL for me. Uh, yeah. Well, sports in general, really, it's just like you got it. You have to get something. You cannot let these guys walk like that. And when you make a trade, you got to get more than what you got. Um, but on that note, we're gonna wrap this up. It was a long discussion, but like I said, this yeah. has been one of the craziest. Craziest off seasons, and, and we literally can, and this all happened over the course of like a day or two. By the way, yeah, the really, happened. Most of the fruit of, of of most of what we talked about today was like a day or two of free agency. It was ridiculous. Real quick, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but like, what's your whole take on the whole loyalty thing, especially with okay. what's been happening in the NFL? We we could make a huge big topic out of this. <laughs> we, um, really we really could. could. Um, it, it, uh, oh my god! I, I've always said that. In the NFL, I don't know if it's so much not. I, look, here's the thing for me: I can't really differentiate differentiate because I don't know if it's more of not loyalty or there's just everybody. I feel like the NFL is so crazy; like everybody's just always moving. Here, here, like, here, here's what it is for the NFL, right? Is every position is starting to get their payday now, mm-hmm. and everyone's starting to realize, right? Like the fact that you got guys like Mac who are getting those kind of contracts. So now, now instead of that kind of money only being for running backs, wide receivers, and stuff like that, those no, yeah, and quarterbacks. Sorry, um, linemen at this point are going to be asking for that type of money because it's like, well, typically for them, it would make sense for them to just sign long term deals with with low value, right? Because they they could that's what they're going to get, mm-hmm. really anywhere else, right? Like they're not this huge trade, um trade value like market I, i'm i'm using the wrong words uh, I'm saying, I, I get what you're saying yeah 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 but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that like Le'Veon bell goes on the market everybody wants them right and they'll pay them right alignment it used to be they go on the market and there's you know it might be a, a for a trade it might be a couple draft picks at the most 
or draft picks too. right yeah like fifth or sixth round that's not the case anymore so loyalty is basically dying in the nfl because every position is getting their paydays now deservedly so i'm not gonna say you know that it's a bad thing i'm just saying that players realize like oh shit i can go somewhere else and people are gonna actually pay me so i, I think like and this might be a biased take just because like hockey being what it is in my life like it's my favorite sport and stuff like that but i always thought that the loyalty in hockey was so much different than the other sports like it's kind of it's tough to say it's tough to say that now with kind of what's happened in the past year with Tavares and carlson and stuff like that but like you know it's just every it's like i fucking the nfl i you know maybe it don't follow every single move in the nfl the next season i watch the nfl i'm like when the fuck did he sign with this team and it's just like yeah. it, but that i see that and then that happens like 15 more times like i'm just like how did he get here baseball sort of the same way um you do get a lot of movement there the nba i don't think there's any loyalty there it's just like that's the whole thing for me just like right. i don't know uh, it, I, I, that, uh, yeah. Here's what's funny. Um, so I want to use of Alex Ovechkin as an example because he actually talked about this recently. Um, mm-hmm. This is coming from uh, RussianMachineNeverBreaks.com. In case you really just like this weird ass website. Well, it's actually it's it's a weird website, but it's kind of a big website. I, it's yeah. like basically like a Capitals uh, insider right. kind of thing. So they talked about Ovechkin, which in case you don't know, he's Ovechkin has uh, had a 13-year, $124 million contract uh, with Washington, and it's coming to an end, and he's going to be a UFA in 2021. Um, so obviously there's questions surrounding him, if he's going to test the market or if he's going to resign with the Capitals. Um, what he said is, is just so different than what you're used to hearing nowadays. He uh, said, and this is a, a direct quote, I won't make any comments for now. I still have a contract, but I've been playing only for two teams in my life, the Dynamo, the Dynamo Moscow and the Caps. I don't like too much to change teams. So, um, but it, it goes on to talk about that his, so the thought process is if he doesn't re-sign with the Caps in 2021, he hasn't played the NHL at all. Yeah. Because the only thing that's left for him to do is go to the Olympics, um, which if you know, the NHL, uh, has not done this past year uh, uh, widely criticized by the way all the players still want to go um so but if he goes to dynamo moscow i believe uh he can play in the olympics and that, that's the yeah. idea so yeah. it, unless the nhl changes the ruling at the end of 2021 eventually he's gonna be out of the nhl and he's gonna fin- finish his career in moscow which would be um, first of all very unfortunate but y- yeah it, it's a big point because he's got a cup now so he, right. he like and he's done all, and all his awards like he's done like it all you're right all, he just wants that olympic gold yep. if he goes to the khl he can do that so i mean you know i i would hope the caps give because he's still the best goal scorer in the league right now mm. so like i would hope he gets a contract um from them but you, you just never know but yeah, I just I just always thought with especially football, just there's just no. I like I, said, I I hate saying no loyalty because I don't know if that's the right way to put it. It's just like there's just so much movement, and I don't know why that is. I don't know it, if it's a loyalty thing or if it's a or, or you know. Well, he's a, he's Russian, so loyalty <laughs> kind of runs in his blood. <laughs> um, the U.S. In this, it does kind of make sense when you think about it. In the U.S. and Canada, more capitalist countries, 
um, looking for the payday, right? So yeah. that's kind of the attitude you get when you're living in the in in, in countries like that. Um, is you're always looking for the highest payday. You're looking to whatever opportunities are available to you. It's like switching jobs, right? I mean, you know, you could be with a company for 15 years, but then another company comes along and say, hey, you know, basically same kind of work, but, you know, we'll give you like a $30,000 salary raise. Why would you not take that? You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, it's what's one of those things. Like, uh, you know, my, you know, my father is even like, you worked for a company for, I don't know, close to 20 years. And then only a few years back got a new job. Like it, it, it happens. And it's really no different in sports when you think about it. The only difference in sports is that there are people cheering you on. There's nobody <laughs> cheering my father on except for his family. You know what right. I mean? Like it, that, that's really it. Um, right. it, it's so I understand why players aren't loyal anymore, but for there's something to be said for the the guys who do um, stay on teams because they're loyal to the fans, they're loyal to the team, the organization, all that stuff. I've always I've I've always pondered this if I in the other alternate universe where I'm in the fucking NHL, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I'd probably want to go play for the Flyers, man. I'd probably basically if I let let's say <laughs> I hate putting myself on this level because I'm never even remotely close. But let's say I'm on the Tavares level, right? Let's just say that, right? I get drafted somewhere high and who who would it probably be? It'd probably be I don't know, um, Detroit or Ottawa. Ottawa, yeah. <laughs> if if I'm the first overall them. pick or or Edmonton because yeah, draft lottery. But right. Um, <laughs> so let's say I go to Ottawa, right? And I play there for I don't know. I do my ELC, so three and then, years. Yeah, which is what three years, and yep. then maybe a couple more, like as a, just a tiny extension, maybe a two or three year extension, right. and then after that. After seeing that Ottawa doesn't doesn't have a prayer, uh, <laughs> I decide to test the market and I go to Philadelphia. Obviously, yeah. where I'm from. Yeah. Um, is that such a bad thing? I mean, that <laughs> like, was the whole thing with Tavares. I mean, look, Tavares. Like, that's the thing. Tavares but, and, got paid, but he. But I mean, the Sharks offered more money, but he went back to like I think the Sharks offered. Two million dollars in Toronto. Tavares wants to go back home. to his home team. Yeah, yeah. I, and look, here's the thing. It's it. It's like I to me, right? Like if I if I'm on that again, going back to this 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 fictional idea. Like if I were if I got signed to Philly, I'd probably take pay cuts to stay there just because I have always been loyal to the team as a fan for so long. But I also understand that for 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 prime time players, for one of a kind generational players like 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 JT and. Alex Ovechkin and and you know guys like that, right? I understand them testing the market for the money, right? I mean, when you're on a team and you're trying, you're carrying this team on your back, and there's not a prayer for them to to make it to the playoffs or a cup, and you know your whole NHL career is supposed to be you want to win the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I'm not, I, I can't really blame them for not being loyal anymore, it it, it because sometimes the builds just don't work. Yeah, and in Ovechkin's case, he made an investment in the Caps. It paid off. It took a long, long, long time <laughs> for that to happen, but he got it. Yeah, because he's a loyal dude. So I guess what I'm trying to say is loyalty pays off, but I can understand if guys don't stay loyal and try to go to a team that's going to give them the opportunity to win the cup. I mean, it's the whole reason JT happened. He went. 
it'd be interesting to the question that might be interesting for JT's case is if um if the Leafs weren't in the position they were in, you know, Austin Matthews, better offense, yeah. starting to to finally get their groove going, would JT have signed? Yeah, uh, I mean that it's hard to really give you an answer because we don't know. But no, and we never will. But um, I mean, it is a true point because if if Toronto wasn't successful, does he go back there? It, it's yeah. it's tough to say. It, it, I, I mean, I I would like to think that for any sport that the the number one priority is winning. I would hope, right. but I just don't know if that's the case for everybody. So, you know, if that is to say that was the case for Tavares and the Leafs were not winning, I would almost hope that maybe he stays with the Isles or like maybe takes like, I don't know, a bridge. Can you imagine if he stayed with like the Isles right now after what the Isles have, have been doing this season? Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Really. Yeah, I, I honestly, and I don't know if this is hot. I, you can tell me they might have been like on par with Tampa Bay if he stayed. That is hot because uh-huh. Tampa Bay is having uh, one of the most ridiculous seasons I've ever seen. I know. Anyway, and I, before <laughs> I was gonna say before we get way too off topic. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? Maybe next time we record, we'll make this one of our big topics. How about that? We'll yeah. we'll continue to talk about this because there's a lot to be said. I did kind of make most of my point. Um, I guess before <clears throat> before we sign off for good, I did want to bring back to the NFL. Um, I feel like in football, it's weird, right? In hockey, you have 82 games this season. You have a lot of time to to prove yourself and improve your game and to be the guy, right? NFL, that doesn't really happen, right? You have to be the guy as soon as you get there, as soon as you, you have, what, 16, 18? What is it? I keep forgetting. Well, it's 16 games. Though. 16. 16 games, right, each season. And it it's a lot more, and we can argue about this all day, a lot more physically grueling than mm-hmm. hockey is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a whole different ballgame. So I'm not surprised guys like and especially with all the CTE stuff out there right now. I'm not surprised guys aren't staying loyal to bad teams. If they're going to die, they better, you know, uh, and this is this is kind of cruel, but it's true. If they're going to have all these health problems afterwards and they're going to be kind of on their deathbed sooner than they should be, they better have some rings on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's the mentality. Now, the careers are way too short in the NFL. There's way too many health problems with people after they retire. It's kind of part of the game, and that good thing is the NFL is starting to crack down on it a little more. Um, but it's the truth, man. I mean, if you're going to have these short careers, you want a championship. Yeah. I, lo- loyalty is good to an extent, but it, I again, it, it's hard for me to, to bash on the guys who are looking for more money um, and, and trying to get you know trying to get some championships under the belt. It, it's 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 weird. And with that, so, we, we will uh, we'll wrap up the show there. Uh, like I said, a long talk with the NFL, but that's what happens when literally fucking 50 things break in two days. <laughs> um, I, uh, hope you enjoyed the, the video game talk. I feel like we haven't had a lot of video game talk recently. No, so it's been quiet, at least for us. I mean, we, we also try to talk about stuff we can talk about. Like there's definitely, there's always something happening in the video game world. It's just, we don't know everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's one of those things where we need to have some, we do our research, right? We, we, every week we, we sit down, we do our research, we get a rundown going. Um, so don't say we don't put the work in. It's just that there's stuff we can talk about for fucking three hours. And there's stuff that we may mention for like three minutes. Like it's yeah, just right. kind of part of how this is. Um, 
you know, and that's why we, we've brought guests on, right? There's other alternatives and, and viewpoints that we can hear for, for certain things that would uh, be more beneficial to a conversation. So a lot of things that we don't choose to talk about, even if it's considered big news, is because we know nothing about it. And it's not really worth bringing up at that point when we can spend time having conversations about stuff we do know about and might be a little more interested in. So Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, as for the soccer talk with me and Brendan, hope you enjoyed that because, like I said, I love I love me some soccer and uh, and it's exciting times. You really got to invest. It, it, it's it's exciting a time of year right now with uh, you know you have leagues coming to an end and you know the the, the calendar year is almost over for the basically everybody but the MLS because the MLS season just started. But um, you know it's going to come down to the wire. But yep, that's all from us. Um. Quick note, I don't know what our schedule really is for the next podcast because I will be down in Georgia um, and not home being able to record. So we will see. We might miss the next episode, but uh, we will be back uh, after that. Uh, if you do want to reach us, uh, you can reach us at Come Play Network on Twitter. Uh, Brundy is always tweeting on that. Uh, and uh, as for our YouTube audience, if you like the video, give it a like. Subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, and the next time we record will be episode 24. So whenever that is, we see you next time for episode 24 of the Complete Podcast.